my funny valentine sweet comic valentine you make me smile with my heart your looks are laughable unphotographable yet you're my favorite work of art is your figure less than greek is your mouth a little weak when you open it to speak are you smart and we are here today with the feminine critique i'm emily i'm christine and what are we going to be talking about on today's show christine we're going to be talking about love talking about love <laughs> oh yeah um, yeah, love. Because um, I guess it's kind of near Valentine's Day. It's, I, mean, yeah, I mean, it's the week of. Sort it of. happened this month, so. It, it did, I guess. Um, yeah, Valentine's Day is always funny to me because it, like, I don't just don't care about Valentine's Day. Mm-hmm. And so it's fine because Brandon knows I don't care. He doesn't care. But other people get so mad at you. If, oh, when you don't care. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah, thankfully my mom didn't ask me about it this time. But, like, last year my, when my mom, she's like, you guys didn't do anything? I'm like, no. You, wait, he, he didn't do anything? No, I, I didn't want anything. Oh, my. And, like, apparently it changed the way my family looked at my boyfriend. So, now I just, I just, I'm like, I haven't been asked, but if I am, I'll lie. Yeah, I think, I, it's, to me, it's totally, it's totally throwaway and mm-hmm. stuff. So, yeah. Um, but, uh, okay, so where we are, we're going to talk about two movies today. The first uh-huh. one being uh, the French film A Very Long Engagement. <laughs> Whole review do it in that accent, please. <laughs> oh, I, I, I will. I will. Oh, I will. No, see, I turned into Russian. I'm not Russian, but like, I'm okay with that, too. <laughs> Maybe we should do it that way. We'll see what happens when we talk about a very long engagement. Uh, and then the next film will be Blue Valentine. The Blue Valentine, the second movie that Emily made me watch that made me want to kill myself. I did not make you watch it. You. That's, that's true. You told me to pick it, and then I, I picked it. Pick it. I sarcastically said, why don't you pick that? It no, it's, it was a good pick. It was a good pick. Uh, yeah, it's thematic. Uh, and we'll also talk a little bit after we do our what we've been watching about some of our favorite romance movies. Uh, yeah. They're going to be weird, I think. Oh, I like that. And by weird, you mean not appropriate for for the yeah, topic? and that's yeah. kind of what I was hoping for. <laughs> All right, good. All right, so Christine, what have you been watching? What have I been watching? Well, yeah, it's been like a long time since we it has been. So I have a lot. I'm sure you do too. I do too. I'll try to go fast though. What um, you gotta do? I got I got nowhere to go. Uh, me neither. I watched um, Resident Evil Retribution. Is that which one is that? The newest one. Okay, that's the one that came the out. The fifth one? Okay, I did not see that one. Hey, guess what? It's real good. Is it? That's oh my god. It's like best case scenario Resident okay. Evil movie. Like it's super fun cool. and it's it's there's like no plot, but it's it's like never boring. I and other people too seem to really like it because I was like, "Hey, am I crazy? This movie's great." And people were like, "No, it super is great." So, cuz I know um, I mean, I watched the one before it was the first 3D one they did and it just clearly felt like they, because I know that was. The oh, one yeah, yeah, I didn't like really that one slow, at all. So, yeah, yeah, everything's in slow motion and looks like stupid. 
Um, so I'm glad that it got better. That's good. Yeah. In um, Michelle Rodriguez, when you first see her oh, on I screen, she comes back in it. I don't. That's the thing. Like it's a greatest hits package. Nice. And, and the effects don't look that bad. Like the CGI was looking spotty for a while, but it, it really looked okay. But when Michelle Rodriguez first shows up, she's fucking driving a Prius. And I was like, yeah, <laughs> I was so into it. But uh, Did you watch yeah, so, the DVD or Blu-ray? Um, DVD. Okay. I got it in from Netflix. I don't have Netflix give me Blu-rays. Me neither, I should most, well, if you're like me, then most of the movies that you would get wouldn't even be available on Blu-ray. That's, that's true. And it's not like you don't pay when you do that, I think. Like you're still paying the extra surcharge. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I, it was just regular DVD, but I would totally buy it because it was, it was a lot of fun. That's good to know. That makes me happy. Hmm. So you should watch it and let me know I what will. you think. I, I know will. You, I know you like the first movie. I, I, I like the first one a lot. I didn't like the second one. I thought Dude, the third one it's was okay. The, it's the odds. One, three, and five are good. That's true. It's that does happen with a lot of, with, with a lot of, uh, series too. Two and four, no bueno, but, um, I liked it. Um, I also watched the Queen of Versailles, which it seems like a lot of people yeah, are watching. I enjoyed it. I really didn't like it. Really? Why not? People, people, people keep saying that they're like sympathetic of them. Mm-hmm. Of the, and I wasn't. I was like irritated the whole time. Well, by the both of the by the husband. I mean, I think the husband comes off terribly and is kind of supposed to. Mm-hmm. I, the, the I, wife, I don't. She comes out of yeah. that well either. No, but I think there's like. I guess she's just more likable because she's bubbly. Maybe. I guess I don't know. I just I I kind of have this weird thing, but like. I shouldn't, it's like personal stuff that I, I just don't like people like that. That are, and yeah, just, yeah. I it's just like, I have a lot of real deep seated personal issues with it. So I think that that definitely colored my like just intense aggravation sure. all the way. Through. No, that's understandable. But I mean, it was a good doc. It's just like, it was well you put together. connect to the material. Oh, it was just the, the material. I was just constantly irritated. Um, but yeah, it's on instant watch. Everybody's watching it. Um, Everybody's doing just, it. Just do it, man. Um, I rewatched Inglorious Bastards, nice. and I I counted, and I think this was my twelfth time. Okay, that, and that's a fairly long movie, so that is a lot of time given. Pretty ridiculous, and it's, it's worthy. It's worthy. And now I quote it like really loud, and it, <laughs> it's pretty. It's pretty bad. There's so, still certain things that I say from that movie. Like I still like to say it's not so terrible. And yes. I don't think anybody ever gets my reference, but I'm oh, so good. Uh, the whole I think I tweeted this. The whole no, I put it on Facebook. So find me on Facebook and you can listen to my bullshit um, at Facebook at Facebook.net. No, org. it's not org. No. I, I, I said the whole next day at work, I kept wanting to say things from it just because they were like in my head and no yep. one would get them. Like, you know, down with Hitler all the way down. <laughs> Shit like that. I don't know why. I love that movie though. It's great. Uh, I watched Abduction. Is, which <laughs> There's been a lot of movies called Abduction. Which one is that? Okay. This is Abduction with, um, Taylor Lautner? Oh, is that, oh that's terrible. abduction because he's got abs. Right, I got it. Okay, well, that, I think that is why they named it that. This might be the worst movie ever. Oh my god, I'm putting on my queue right now. It's streaming, man. Everybody oh, should go watch. Okay, it's like the, the adults in it are good because Maria Bello is in it. And, um, crazy good cast, isn't it? And um, what's, oh my god, I love him so much and I can't think of his name. Dr. Octopus? Like, what is his real uh, name? Alfred Molina. Yes. <laughs> Alfred Molina is in it and Sigourney Weaver is in it. Oh and it, but like it's like it's like the, for the kids. Like you could totally you could totally tell who they who they made who made who made this for. And they just put like people that like people's parents would like. They wanted to, and the actors that decided they wanted a pool or something. And I was like, I'm I'm somebody's mom now. I feel like somebody's mom who's like, oh, is that that little werewolf boy? Oh, look, Alfred Molina. Like, but it was so terrible. It was like towards the end, it got laughably bad. Like 
you could make jokes about it. It was that bad. All so right, cute. yeah, cue it up, man. Um, I then saw Hansel and Gretel Witch Hunters. Oh, how was it? My mommy was in town mm-hmm. and uh, she wanted to see it. And I was like, yeah, okay, I'll see it. I, I, it much like I loved Resident Evil Retribution. I loved this movie. Okay. So much fun, and it's so stupid, and the universe that it exists in <laughs> is, like, just absurd, but it works. Is it... Now, did you see Red Riding Hood by any chance? Yeah, it was terrible. I with, hate that with, movie. With Red Riding Hood, it's terrible, but it's hilarious, but it doesn't know that it's terrible? Did yes, this movie the, know that it was terrible? No, but see, the thing is, okay, so you have Hansel and Gretel, and then they, like... It's like they're they're two characters that don't belong in the movie. Like they use vernacular that's not time appropriate. Okay, like Red Riding Hood. But like every but they're the only ones that are doing it. Oh, like, okay, okay, I like this. Bizarre. Like and the the makeup effects are way like no, I didn't expect that. They're so Better awesome. Oh my gosh! Like there 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 are so many witches. I didn't expect there to be so many witches. <laughs> And the makeup looks so good. I was really impressed. It's, I liked his other... He did um, the... Not Cold Prey, the other... He did the Nazi uh, zombie... North Dead Snow? Movie. Dead Snow, yes. Dude, I didn't know that, really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's the same director. Oh, it had I... was really fun. I like that movie a lot. Had I known that, I might have gone in with higher expectations. My, I, I was mean, like... good that you didn't know that. I was like measured. My expectations were measured. It's mm-hmm. funny. It's clever. I don't know. I liked it a lot. Yeah, I like hearing that. So see it. And I hope there's a sequel. Like, they totally left it open for one, but it's, I really I think is. it made a lot more money than they expected it to. That's what the, It was, like, still hanging in the top five. And it's for, doing really well overseas, I think. I think oh, it's, it's going to be one of those movies that's going to make more money outside of the U.S. So it could certainly pick up a sequel. And I hate, like, being like, oh, it could become, like, a cult classic. But, cause, but I really feel like it's one of those movies that will kind of get, like, a, like a following after the mm-hmm. fact when people start seeing it. So that's good. Uh, I rewatched Shaun of the Dead because my mom had never seen it. Oh, did she like it? Holy crap, yes. Oh, good. She was like, I don't like Simon Pegg. I'm like, first of all, <laughs> who doesn't like Simon Pegg? And she's like, I'm like, you've never seen Shaun of the Dead, though. She's like, I don't want to see that. I don't like British movies. <laughs> okay, mom, who's like, I really liked Atonement, but whatever. So I, I made her watch it, and she's like, that maybe is one of my favorite movies of all time. So... One of my favorites. She also made me watch Chernobyl Diaries, so... Oh, did you hate it? More than anything. Yeah. It's so bad, because it has such a good premise and so much potential, and then it just decides that you don't need to see anything. Mm-hmm. And you, you hate everybody. Everybody's you hate just everybody. They're all bored. You, like you like the tour guide. Don't you like the tour guide? And then he dies uh, first. He dies first. Yeah. Spoiler. Um, but it's, it's so bad, because they try to make it as if it's a reality, like, as if you're watching the found footage. Why? Why are you trying to make it found footage when it's not found footage? Why are yeah, you that- that was my found footage and making this movie out of it. That was my main issue because like so they occasionally there'd be like a camera like following somebody around and you're like, is that like a fifth person? Like who is that? Who is someone else there? No, the movie just like, decided, oh, and don't you like the iPhone video that they use to show a character's death? Yes. Yeah. It made no sense. That made me angry. I didn't like it at all. Mm-hmm. And I was like playing on my I, I, iPad. I don't have one of those, my Kindle. <laughs> The whole time and my mom's like you can shut it off i'm like but you're really enjoying it aren't you and she's like yeah Aww. like okay well i'm not gonna shut it off so i watched the whole thing um i saw vertigo and 70 millimeter Ooh, at uh alamo yep my mom had also never seen that i oh, shot so your mom got to go see it on the big screen and everything yep and cool. she ate lots of food and she was just so happy about it so, <laughs> so yeah <laughs> 
Um, I love I love Vertigo. It's not my favorite Hitchcock, mm-hmm. but I mean, it was it was great to see it like that. Yeah, with a respectful audience. Nice. I need to revisit that one. I, I had to watch it in college, and I have not rewatched it since then. Hmm. I, I, it's for me one of the most rewatchable, but it's not my favorite. It's really weird. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I understand. Mixed emotions about that film. Um, I watched Compliance. Oh, how is that? Again, I really liked this movie. Okay. But I've heard that people don't. Like, um, that they're very underwhelmed by it. I've heard people say that because I think it, it suddenly got a lot of hype when it... I don't know if it was when it came out or before it came out that suddenly people were saying, like, this is going to be a great movie. Mm-hmm. And then I feel like a lot of people were kind of like, yeah, it was good, but it was overrated. And I don't know where the rating is coming from, but, I, but that seems to be the consensus. But you yeah. really enjoyed it. I did really enjoy it. Um, there's also, you have to believe to a certain point, because I don't know how much you know about it. I know the, the plot of it. I know that it is. Yeah. Plot, and I, I know that there was a Law and Order SVU episode that used the same crime. Yeah, yeah. I, I read that, too. Yeah. And you know who plays the, the, the guy that goes through it on the SVU episode? Pete who? from 30 Rock. Yeah. Yeah. It's amazing. And Robin Williams is the one who's actually doing the, like, calling and, like, he's, like, a chaos do you think I, do you think I can find uh, what episode I'll this is? And, I'll find it because all of them are streaming, right? Robin Williams, yeah, I, I um, think all of them are streaming. I will find it for you and tell you. I will watch it. Um, so yeah, I liked it. I thought I totally bought into it, um, and I thought it was pretty good. Um, I liked it. I thought it was pretty good. I just <laughs> totally contradicted myself. And it's on Instant Watch too. It is on Instant Watch. That's what what um, compelled me to look at it. Um, I then watched Trans Siberian. Do you know about this movie? Is that the Brad Anderson? Yes, it is. Yes, I, it I, is. It's been on my queue forever, and I haven't gotten to it. Me too. And then I realized it was Brad Anderson, and I was like, "Holy hell! I he's, think I should watch he's this." A strange director. We should definitely cover his stuff. We, we should do. We should do one of his romantic comedies and one of his like dark, dark. Yeah. Can we? Movies. Can we not do this movie though? Because I, I, like I really didn't like. It. Mm. <laughs> oh, and I've been I've been waiting like all week to talk to you about this. I finally figured out who Kate Mara is. Oh. Do you know, do you know how long I've been trying? Okay. Kate Mara, I could tell you because she was on a Law & Order SVU episode. Yeah, she was. So I know Rooney Mara. I don't like. Oh, we, we've yeah, established this. I know she has a, it. I, I knew she had a sister that was also acting, and her name was Kate. I also knew that there was this actress who I really, really like, who seems to be in everything, everything. did not realize it was Kate Mara. Is she in Trans-Siberian? She is in Trans-Siberian, and I still, I like her in everything. She's an American Horror Story. She is in season one. She has the worst, she is like the worst character, but she's yeah, really but I good. I still like her. I really like her. I'm like, how is that, that girl's sister? Woman. Right? Sorry. That yeah. woman's sister. <laughs> she's not a girl. Like she, like, and she looks like friendly and stuff, and like Rooney Mara just looks like she hates you and the world. Exactly. Ugh. So weird. But she, she really, it was Brad Anderson and her, the fact that she was in it that sold me on Trans-Siberian, and I just... Wow, I was not a fan of that film at all. No, it was weird. It was just a weird movie. I didn't understand it tonally. I didn't know where it was going. It seemed strange to me. Because uh, I feel like with him, his tone is just all over the place always. Hmm. And just because he can do so many really different things. Like, I mean, he's done a horror movie. He's done Session hmm. 9. He's done... Session 9, which is... I, I love. I yeah. absolutely door he did um he's done like a couple of these romantic comedy like he did one with um vincent d'onofrio i think and marissa tomei 
yes, 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 yes. yes. Well, I, it, it's, it's on like the street. He's crime traveler, like, he, and, but he's done more of those. Like, he's done, like, it, so he, I kind of, I really respect that about him, that he's not doing the same movie over and over again. Which is awesome. Yeah, but there is also, because The Machinist, I watched, and it was one of those movies that, like, when I was watching it, I was so bored and miserable. <laughs> and then afterwards, like, it, it did really stick with me. And, I, like, since then, I've, I've wanted to rewatch it. But then I'm like, wait, but I kind of hated it. No, but I don't know if I did. So he's a, he's a complicated relationship with Brad Anderson. Mm, I, you should, I mean, it just, I felt like this movie's really long. Maybe it just felt that way. But you should take a look at it. Okay. Uh, um, speaking of feeling like you don't like something when you're watching it. And then afterwards, mm. not being able to stop thinking about it. I watched Snowtown, finally. Because oh, it's, yeah. it's, it's streaming. I didn't not like it while I was watching it because I was disturbed. Like, it, I'm, it's kind of hard. I mean, there is kangaroo violence, and I did find that disturbing. Yeah, that was a... But um, I'm not easy to shake in that way. Yeah. But I just was like, did I just, maybe there was something. It, it, for me, if you had asked me while I was watching it, I would have been like, okay, there's something with the pacing that's keep having, I'm having a hard it's time. It's a really paying, strangely constructed film. Because I felt the same thing. Like, I was really watching it. I was so confused as to who was who. Yes, 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 And I didn't understand why. I'm like, I'm kind of smart. Like, like, why is this movie so confusing to me? I I don't know. Like, are they brothers? Who is this man? That's so funny because I felt the same way. Like, when they would play the answering machine calls, I was was struggling to remember who it was. Mm -hmm. And I think I got discouraged because I also like to think that I'm, like, I pay attention and I'm, like, following film. And then I was like, wait, I don't know. And then I felt dumb and I started to, like, revert, like back to a dummy and be like, I don't know what's going on. I'm not paying attention. <laughs> but, but after the fact, it's like, I can't stop thinking about it. So that's a harsh one. I, I liked it. But it, well, as I was watching it, I was really like, this is not what I anticipated. Mm-hmm. And then finally I watched double trouble, which is that the Van Damme the, one? No, that would be the Paul brothers. <gasps> oh my God. Yes. <laughs> oh God. That, right. Is that double trouble? As I Google. Is it no, double I think Trouble Trouble. Yes. Oh my God. That has one of my favorite scenes because it's when he comes home and he feeds his cat in the sink. He, he like pours his cat. He made the sink into a litter box for his kitten. Yeah. And he gives it baby food and then it gets it all over its sweet little face. It was adorable. So yeah. That movie's fantastic. Oh, it's, a, it's a Paul brother with a kitten. How can you not love that movie? Yeah. So yeah, I watched that and I enjoyed it. I gave that a 7.5. That's it? <laughs> I would have given it a 10. I was being realistic. Oh, well. So yeah, that was that was my time. That's not bad, right? No, not at all. Um, all right, so my stuff. I watched a few that I think are going to make you really happy because they're Ooh. movies that you had been talking about. I finally watched Young Adult. <gasps> oh, what did you think? I really liked it. Oh, good. Because I mean, it was a movie that I kind of watched it in like three parts, I think, and I'm kind of glad I did because it's a hard one to just sit there and watch because it makes you so uncomfortable. Yep, I saw it in the theater. I saw it in the theater, and I was like, yeah, this is yeah. But she, oh my gosh, she, I am in love with Charlize Theron. Right, I agree. That's exact, so so exactly the response good. I had. Yep. Yeah, um, so I enjoyed the heck out of that. Awesome. Uh, no Patrick Wilson asked. That is the only thing that I will give it a negative feedback to. You know what, though? It's fine. Know, he, sh- he shows his ass in everything. I know, but not, not in Young Adult. So that, That's true. It lost half a point for that. <laughs> uh, I watched upon your recommendation and Show Show's recommendation, I watched Bernie. Oh, yay. What did you think? Loved it. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, Jack Black was so good. Um, and uh, I like the style of the movie. I like how it was kind of, you know, documentary-ish. It worked for it. It never felt contrived. 
Mm-hmm. Uh, and it's funny because Richard Linklater is another one of those directors that I go back and forth on because I can hate stuff of his and I can love stuff of his. And I thought this was just like he, it was a different tone for him than something I've seen him do and I enjoyed the heck out of it. Uh, a movie that I hated with all of my might I watched. Uh, it's a horror movie called Baby Blues. Okay. Uh, it's also known as Cradle Will Fall, I think. And this movie, I put it on my queue because it was always like a long wait. So I, whenever that happens to a movie that I want to watch, I always put it at the top because what happens is a lot of times they become unavailable. Mm-hmm. And this like was a lot, like I knew it was kind of controversial because it's, it's basically about a mother who has postpartum depression and goes crazy and kills her children. Um, so, okay, I'm like, all right, well, you know, it sounds like it could be really, like, really trashy, or it could be done well, like, it could be a really disturbing film. And what was, it was, here's what was so frustrating about it, if it was just a bad movie, it would have just been, like, laughable, and I would have had fun with it, but you could tell that the filmmakers can make a good movie. Like, they have it in themselves that, like, some of the, like, cinematography was really good, the way they staged things were good, they got good performances from, like, the kid actors, mm-hmm. but... They also were, like, working with a script that was, like, the mom, after she kills her child, she, like, gives, like, a Buffy one-liner about it. <laughs> and so it ended up being so horribly offensive. Because it was, like, if you can't make this movie, do not try to make this movie. You're just mm-hmm. going to be really offensive. Um, so I hated it with all the venom I can muster. Is that on instant, or did you no, actually... I, I requested the disc, because it was... Cause <laughs> oh, it was yeah, you said, that's how you started your story, because I, 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 I tuned that out, apparently, because I was so excited is. to see Don't it. listen to me, whatever. No, I was like, what is this? This is amazing. Yeah, I like... really good cover art. I like... I hate having that reaction, and I like having that reaction at the same time. Of what? If of, it, like, the shock, or the... Just being completely blindsided by the way someone has chosen to take on a project. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it was like, if it was just bad, it would have been great because it would have been kind of funny in its own sick and twisted way. Mm-hmm. But you, it's like, it was just upsetting because I could tell like if these, if the, this film was two directors, if they had made like three movies before this and kind of like honed their writing or got a better screenwriter and then did this movie, it could have been really good. But like, and if, if they had just made a slasher, it would have been fine. Like, it would have been, like, one of those, like, oh, yeah, I'm actually a pretty well-made slasher. Mm-hmm. But instead, they decided to make a slasher about her mo- a mom killing her four young children. So weird. Yeah, and it was terrible. Um, I watched a movie that I talked about on the Facebook page because I was so um, torn about how I felt about it, and that was The Loneliest Planet. Shit. I saw you talking about that, and okay. I, meant, I meant to Google it to see if I had seen it, because it sounds way too familiar. I don't think I have. Gael Garcia Bernal, or whatever his name is. Uh, that sounded beautiful. Him and this gorgeous redhead who are on, like, she's got, like, the most gorgeous red hair you've ever seen in your life, and the camera knows it and just keeps, like, having sex with her hair. Um, but it's about, like, the like, young couple who go, are, like, you know, just travelers and backpackers, and they're backpacking through um, the Georgian mountains, and... It's kind of like nothing happens. They're just backpacking with the tour guide and then something happens and it changes things or does it change things? <laughs> it's really hard to talk about. So, so wait, did you, did you hate it? <laughs> I don't know. Here's the thing. It's, I mean, it's gorgeously shot, but it's like obnoxiously gorgeously shot because there's like 12 long shots of just watching them walk. And so it's, it's too long <sighs> and stuff. No, I know exactly what you're talking about. Like, that's, that's bec- no, but that's become one of my pet peeves. Yeah. When it's like somebody's filming something and it looks no, beautiful and you're like, this is so fucking beautiful. Oh, Look at it. Oh, I'm like, oh. you. Do you know, honestly, that's how I felt about Hannah. Oh, yeah, I can see that. I kind of need to rewatch it because of my, my love affair with Joe Wright. Hannah in the future. 
Okay, let's see how many Joe Wright movies we can do. <laughs> All of them. <laughs> but with Loneliest Planet, it's the thing is like it's impossible to talk about because what happens is such a spoiler, and you need to not know what happens going into it. Which is why I watched it because I was tired of not knowing what it was. Because people would talk about the movie, they're like, "Oh, but I can't talk about the thing that happens." I was like, oh, <laughs> "What the fuck happens? Let me just file, just watch it to know." Uh, but at the same time, it's. Uh, because it, it like something happens, but you still feel like you're watching this really slow movie, and then it ends, and you're like, "Ugh!" But then I've been thinking about it since I watched it, so it does. I don't know, and because I, I was talking also to um, Carl Bresden from Fist of B List about it, <laughs> and he was definitely like making me like say like, "But does nothing happen? Maybe things do happen." And so I don't know. It, it was a really complicated viewing experience. I think this is on instant, right? Totally on instant. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. That's why it sounded familiar. It's one of those movies that I've stared at for a so lot long. Of people have talked about it too because mm. it was like in some people could like had it on their like best of twenty twelve list. Oh, really? I want to yeah. watch it. It's yeah. It was a it was a confusing one. I don't know. I'm still thinking about it, but it's it would be really fun to talk about. But you can only talk about it to somebody if they've seen it. Okay. Um, I watched Superman. The original. Like the original? Oh, Superman. amazing. Uh, you, you've seen Superman, right? You know, this is a rewatch for you? I've seen it, but it has been probably 25 years since I've yeah. sat down and watched it from beginning to end. Um, so it was... Did it hold up? Oh, I okay. think it's a great I movie. I absolutely loved it. And especially just because... Um, Christopher Reeve is handsome? Christopher, oh, he's so good. Ugh. Uh, and he's, like, because he is, he's so good as Clark and Superman. It's ridiculous. It, it is. And Margot Kidder is so fucking good. I know And she watching is. it, it just kept making me angrier and angrier about Superman Returns. Oh, you can't, yeah, that's, yeah, don't But it just, like, because it, it just brought up those feelings of Superman Returns did everything wrong that Superman did right. Mm-hmm. Why would you cast Kate Bosworth as Lois Lane? What is I know, I know. <gasps> but anyway. I like her, too. Yeah, but she I just thought that was weird casting. Terrible casting. Um, but no, so I loved it. Great, great viewing. Uh, and it did make me kind of think about, because then we also followed it up with Superman 2, um, mm. and how I just seem to have a crush on General Zod. I was, it might I not was be Michael Shannon, no, 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 it might just be General no, no. Zod. It's Terrence Stamp. You to- I knew you were going <laughs> to... It's Terrence Stamp, and I totally see it, too. Terrence Stamp is a very handsome man. But he, and he's really sexy in <laughs> General Zod. Really? I don't, I don't see, I don't see that. Have you seen pictures of Michael Shannon yet as General Zod? Yeah, I have. Really I excited. See, I haven't. I'm purposely avoiding these things. How does he look? He looks good. Okay. Looks good. <laughs> God, he looks good. I can hear you smirking. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I am. Uh, I watched a movie. Uh, I have seen very few films from the 40s. Mm. Um, so uh, it was Brian's recommendation. We watched Double Indemnity. Mm-hmm. Uh, and? I enjoyed the heck out of it. Awesome. I'd never seen it. Knew nothing about it. I thought I knew about it, but I didn't. Uh, you know, there were some <laughs> twists and such. That, I, that should have been the end of your review. But I just can't. Yeah. I, I thought I knew about it, but I didn't. <laughs> Moving on. No, but it was really enjoyable. Not believing the least. Uh, I haven't seen it since I was a kid, which is it. bizarre. <laughs> the, the movies I watched as a child <laughs> kind of bizarre. Wait, what was the one on for Red October? That was your favorite. On for Red October, 12 Angry Men, Double Indemnity. Like, it's so bizarre, the films that I used to watch. Weird child. Uh, <laughs> I watched on Instant Watch The Devil's Carnival. It's the thing made by the people who did Repo. <gasps> Dylan watched this recently. What did he think? I think he thought it was really funny. It was really funny. <laughs> is like i like repo i think repo gets trashed upon but i don't think it deserves it i think it's 
if you if you don't like that, if you don't like that style and musicals, you're gonna hate it. But you can't say it's made poorly. Like it's actually made really well for what it is. With Devil's Carnival, it was just very much same filmmakers having no restrictions and being like, let's just make a weird carnival with clown <laughs> people singing. So it's like so unrestrained that it's kind of amazing. Hmm. I mean, it's, and everybody it has like the most random cast. It's all the people from all the movies that have been in Darren Lynn Bowsman's movies. Mm-hmm. Um, but then like you throw in the guy who plays Sheriff Unzer on um, on Sons of Anarchy. He's in it and he's singing. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Dylan said that he likes Sons of Anarchy, so it's, it's yeah. Weird. Uh, I watch, in my very slow quest to see a few Oscar movies, I watched Argo. Oh, I still haven't seen it. And? I liked it. I think it's very <laughs> good. Um, I had a huge problem with it, which is that every time there's, like, a really stressful... Because everybody kept saying, like, oh, my God, I was on the edge of my seat. But the movie is so manipulative in how it gets you on the edge of your seat. Mm. Because, like, every time something has to happen in... Um, like where, you know, they're walking through security and they have to make a phone call and while they're, and like basically they're calling the Hollywood studio. So while they do that, you see in Hollywood, uh, there's Alan Arkin trying to get to the phone, but oop, he's delayed. And it like, it's just every single one of those moments is like, oh my God, oh my God, oh my God. Okay, it's okay. And that happened like eight times in the movie and it just felt, I'm like, okay, I'm sure that happened like once, but really every single time. So it, like, kind of, I don't know, that really, the more I thought about it, the more I was like, ah, it was okay. But, yeah. Um, I watched an amazing movie. Okay, I can't wait. Lady Terminator. Oh, I still haven't seen Lady Terminator. It's just amazing. Is it amazing? It's just amazing. That's all I'll say. All right. It's really amazing. I know, it's one of those, it's reputation kind of precedes it, so. It it earns its reputation. It's it's a beautiful trash that everybody should rub their face in. Okay. Um, On recommendation on our Facebook page from, I believe, Kate, I watched the documentary Dreams of a Life, Mm -hmm. uh, which was really, it was really different. It was interesting. It was about a, I guess it was a fairly famous case in England because there was a woman found dead in her apartment and she had been there for three years, dead. Um, and so, like, the question the filmmaker basically has is, well, how did, you know, how did nobody miss her? How did, like, how is it possible for somebody to be dead for three years? And then she basically ends up kind of, like, recreating her life. And so some of it is, like, there's an actress playing the woman in a couple scenes. And it just sort of built, like, with interviews and stuff and building the life of this woman who was a really interesting person who probably had a lot of demons and, like, all these other things, but... Um, the style of the movie is just like weirdly haunting um, so it's, it's an interesting watch if you're looking for like a documentary and something a little different it's, it's like it, I don't know what it's really saying in the end but it, I don't know it, it made me think a lot and I liked it uh, and then the last thing I watched um, was really disappointing it was um, a movie by Kiyoshi Kurosawa mm-hmm. Pulse, and it was The Guard <coughs> from Underground one of his earlier things I think it was a late 80s kind of movie and it was kind of, I guess it was a slasher, it's a Japanese film. I just could not get into it. I don't know why. I just was so bored watching it that I just kind of gave up halfway through. Mm-hmm. Um, and I don't know why, because I don't think it's bad. It was well done, well acted, da, 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 but I just, I could not care. I don't know what it was. It was strange. Hmm. Sometimes that happens if you're not in the right place for something, like yeah. mood-wise or whatever. That's true. Yeah. That's true. Happens, man. Yeah, man, let it go, let it go. <laughs> 
Um, so onward, do you want uh-huh. to discuss our um, love movies? Okay. <laughs> um, so Emily sends me a message like two weeks ago, maybe longer now. And she's like, hey, come up with some love movies. And I'm like, love movies? What? So I rack my brain and I think and I think and I think and I can't think of a bloody thing. So I go home and I've been logging movies now for three years. So I go back through all my logged movies and I'm like, there are no love movies on this list. What is wrong with me? So then I'm like, Emily, what's a love movie? And she's like, a movie with a romance. And I'm like, hey, Emily, does it have to be a romance between like, does it have to be like a romantic romance? Or can it be like the relationship, like I said, between, <laughs> between a man a man and like a good cup of coffee? Good. But like, does it have to be like, you know, like that? And she's like, yeah, it leaves too much up to, to interpretation. Like Wizard of Oz could be a love story between Dorothy and Kansas. Like, come oh, on. Gosh, it yes. opens up way too much. But, I guess I just, yeah, so I just had a really hard time with this. <laughs> All right, so did you, like, make, like, a, like a five list or something? Or? I, have, I have five films okay. that I'm prepared to defend if you don't agree with them. Okay, what was but your number none, one? None of, them are, none of them are ridiculous, so <laughs> none of them are, like, what I wanted to do about, like, really intense friendships or... <laughs> Okay, well, next, how about in an upcoming episode, we'll do a really intense friendships week. How's that? Okay. Okay. So what's right. your, what's your, like, fifth one? I don't know. They're, they're in no, no they're order? particular order. Right, so I'll just give me that. one, I'll give you one. What you got? Okay. My list is called Love List. <laughs> um, I'm going to say that one of them is Bram Stoker's Dracula. Okay. Well, yeah, what is, I mean, it's like an eternal love in that. Yeah, I really like that. And I have um, the, co- if, if people are familiar with, like, the, poster and the dvd slash vhs cover for it it's like like dracula with the wolves on the side Mm -hmm. Um, i have that tattooed on my back nice um so i really i do really enjoy that as much as i i kind of hate that like true love never dies which is the tag (laughs) the tagline for that film um i i do i do really like what what it said and i think it's it's actually done kind of well in that like you know i've crossed oceans of time that whole thing, I, I do think it's really, really sweet and, like, sweet in a vampiric way, but sweet. It's a sexy movie, too. It totally is. I haven't seen it in movie. years. Yeah. And look at it. All right. Are yours in order? Yeah. I, well, I made, like, a top five list and an honorable mention list. Oh, my gosh. Okay. Keep going. All right. You so say, like, 12. So, so I'll, I'll, I'll go through my five, and then I'll, I'll give a few more that I thought of. Um, so my number five would be uh, the movie Once. I don't know what this movie is. Yes, you do. It's the uh, the musical from a couple thank, years ago. Thank you for telling me I do know what <laughs> I know what you know. I don't know what this is. It's a musical. Well, it's I musical think you should think that I don't. Mozart and uh, his partner in music. Mark I don't, it, I don't the, know. Remember the that? Oscars with Jon Stewart? Did you watch them that year? No. Oh, what are you? They won the Oscar and they it's sing like you're the song. speaking a different language. Falling slowly is their song and it's really good. Emily, are we from the same country? I'm like, surprised I you haven't seen this movie. No. What is this movie? It, tell it, tell it's about. Sir. I will tell you this movie. It's about a busker. Um, I uh, I don't even know what that word is. What did you just? It's say? a dude who performs on the street for money. Not okay. actually. Uh, <laughs> he he plays the guitar and stuff, and then he kind of meets this woman who's an immigrant who is um she plays the piano and they kind of start like songwriting together and it's like never overly romantic because she's married um but like they have this like really special connection that does change them both 
Wait, so wait a second, wait a second, wait a second. So they don't have a physical romantic relationship. No, they, they kind of do. They like oh. flirt with it and, and have to like turn away and stuff. Cause it's I was a romantic gonna, movie. Christina. I was going to say I'm you broke breaking my rules. Okay. I'm sorry. Go on. Yeah. So I recommend it. it the soundtrack oh. is beautiful. All right. I, I put it on the I, list one day. We'll I really don't know about this film. I'm, 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 I feel like when you see the post, you'll be like, oh, that one. I'm kind of, I'm kind of dumb. Apparently. <laughs> um, okay, so uh, my next one, and I'm going to say that none of my films are particularly old, and I thought about it, and most of my like older film experience is, are like Hitchcock films, right. and I don't particularly enjoy any of the depicted romances in any of those ever. So none of those are going to be on my list. But um, <clears throat> my next movie is going to be uh, The Fountain. Good one. Good choice. Uh, A.K.A. another movie that I bought on Blu-ray and will never watch because I'm afraid. Why? Because it's too sad? Oh, my God. I almost died watching that really movie. That's like, okay, for me, that and Atonement are my two, like, I'm terrified to revisit. I could say that. And that movie destroyed me. The Fountain destroyed me. And but it, I, I it, it it's burned into my brain. It's it's gorgeous, and I love it. Yeah. So yeah, and I mean the the romance. It's the, you know the same like romance for generations and generations. Do you, do you so. see, I guess there's a theme with me. I didn't realize. That. Yeah, it would seem as much. Hmm. Right, my uh, my next one on my list would be um, a movie from my childhood that I watched a lot, uh, and it's L.A. Story. I'm sorry, I was muted. I went, I went, oh, but I was muted. Oh, because I'm like, have you not heard of that one either? No, no, I do know what that movie is. I've never, I've never seen it. Oh, okay, it's another one we should watch at some point. Because it, in a way, it kind of like. I hate love. I know that. But it's one of those (laughs) movies that a lot of other movies have done, the quirky romance, like, Mm -hmm. and it does it, but it has so many other, because it's more like also a love story with Los Angeles. And I know nothing about L.A. I would never want to live there. It looks like a horrible place for someone like me um, who burns easily and doesn't like the heat or celebrities. Uh, but L.A. Story has, like, so much fun making L.A. this kind of a weird little universe. And the romance between – it's Steve Martin and Victoria Tennant. And he was, ma- I think, married to her at the time or, like, falling in love with her at the time and so on. And so, like, their romance does work. Like, there's something really, like, charming about it. Uh, and it has like this Sarah Jessica Parker's really good in it, and I know everybody's rolling their eyes as soon as I say that, but she's hysterical no. in it. She's she, I like her. I don't yeah, know why. And her when she was younger, and like yeah. kind of, and this is like one of the things that kind of put her on the map. Richard E. Grant is in it, and I know you hate him, don't you? Is it you? I, I don't think it's me. I don't think I have an opinion. Somebody did I ever randomly, state? I don't know. Did I ever state an opinion it. that I don't remember? I don't know. Somebody out there like randomly said they don't like Richard E. Richard e. Grant. I didn't think I had no. Doesn't like Richard Grant, but somebody doesn't, and I don't know who they were. But Ellie's story—it's—it's just fun and weird Hmm. and sweet. Oh, I I like that. All right, good. What you got? Love. Um. Uh. Edward Scissorhands. That's a good one. That's one that will still make me cry. Yeah, that's one from like my my youth where I was just I was really like they got me with that one. He he likes her a lot, and it's really sad. <laughs> how, and then, how do you know he's still alive? Because before he came, oh, it God. never snowed. Jesus. Oh, what a manipulative film. <laughs> this is very manipulative. Sons of bitches. Yeah. Burtonish. Yeah, and that's when I still really liked Tim Burton. There was a while where I was well, like. Because that was his, his on period. His Beetlejuice was on today, and I'm like, man. Remember when mm. Tim Burton used to not do the same thing over and over again? Or maybe yeah. he was doing the same thing over and over again, but he hadn't done it as many times. So we didn't, we didn't realize it yet. Yeah. Yep, yep, yep. 
Yeah. Uh, my number three would be, it's kind of an easy pick, but it was on the other day, and it just reminded me how much I love this movie, and it's The Princess Bride. Oh, I almost put that on my list, yeah. to be honest with you. When you said love movie, that's all I could think of. That's the yeah. only movie I could think of. Because mm-hmm. it is, like, <laughs> it is the epitome of, like, and it has so many other great things going on outside of the romance. That's when you think about the movie, like, the whole theme is everybody will help you for true love. When we were talking about romantic comedies. Yeah. It is. It's a comedy. It's, it's a, a comedy. romance. Yeah. It's, mm-hmm. it's a great, it's a great film. It's yeah, very it, it fun. It is. Like, and, um, I have a movie trivia calendar at, at my job. And, like, it's, always, it's really annoying because the questions are really easy for someone like me who knows movies. And there was one about The Princess Bride the other day. And it was, it was basically, like, who plays Peter Fox role. And, I'm like, I'm like, oh, it's Peter Fox. Mm-hmm. But other people at work didn't know it. And I got really mad. I'm like, how do you not? When was the last time you watched Princess Bride? And they're like, oh, no, probably a couple years ago. I'm like, what? What? It's on TV yeah. every five minutes. You should watch it every five minutes. It's that and it And it's really rewatchable. And it stands up really well. It doesn't feel dated or it's, it's really it good. It's a movie for everyone. You can, like, a child can watch it. A grown man can watch it. It. <laughs> It has something for everyone. Completely. No, and you, 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 I don't think you realize how right you are about yeah. that statement. Oh, no, you because have Andre the Giant in there. Like we, we show it. At, we have, we have it at work because at work I put, I play movies, and it's one of the ones we own for the restaurant. And like the, the different, pe- like it, so many people, like tiny little kids will be, like, oh, this is her favorite movie. We're just yeah. gonna st- stay until her favorite part. And like grown men will walk in in a large group and be like, yeah. oh, Princess Bride's on. Yeah, it's yeah. like, it really is. It's, and I think that says a lot about the yeah. film, that it can appeal to so many people. Absolutely. Mm. What you got next? Um, probably my most cliche pick, but I can't not. Um, Brokeback Mountain. Good, good pick. It's, it's like, that. I actually just, I started to, it's not on my list of things that I've been watching because I didn't finish it, unfortunately. But I started to watch it again recently, and it fucking destroys me every time. It's only as a director who I either love or hate. Like, there is no middle ground. Because you really liked his Hulk, right? <laughs> oh, you. You're so funny. <laughs> yeah, thank so you. funny, you. Yeah, that's actually my number one pick. Because there's, there's a romance in there. Jennifer Conley and, and their... And no, the Hulk and those dogs, right? Oh, yeah. I mean, that, you know, <laughs> they, hey, open, you know, open relationships. Beautiful. <laughs> yeah, so that that movie. I just, it's really upsetting, but great. I like to... I like to pick upsetting things. That's another thing with me. Wow. I'm a depressing person. <laughs> Emily, what else did you pick? Okay, my next pick is the is um is my off the wall one. Okay. Because this this movie <laughs> stuck with me when I saw it because it's really enjoyable and really weird and it's not by any means a romance movie, but it has in the middle of it there is this wonderful relationship that like grounds the whole movie. And the movie I'm talking about is um Takashi Miike's The Happiness of the Katakuris. Oh, okay. I've have not seen, seen that. No. Oh, it's fun because it's so weird. It's it's a musical. It's like kind of a horror movie. There's zombies in it. There's there's death and stuff, but it's also a musical. There's karaoke, you know, and stuff. And it's just, it's a very bizarre film. But within the whole film, like it's about this family who you know they're basically like they own a hotel that people keep dying at, so they're having all these issues. But the people who own it, it's this married couple. And, like, at one point they have, like, they sing together and it's this really sweet moment where, like, they've just, you realize they've been together for, like, 35 years and they're just happy. And, like, amongst all of everything else going on in that movie, you always have this couple just happy together. Mm. And it's really, really touching. That does sound very touching. Yeah. So you have one more? I do. I'm I'm not, like, confident about anything else. Okay. I just, eh. Um, I... 
I guess it's my least depressing one, so I, that's yeah, something. Yeah, um, the Adrian Brody character and the Rachel Weiss character in Brothers Bloom. Uh, which I still haven't seen. Really, I would pick the um, relationship between Adrian Brody and Mark Ruffalo as brothers if I could pick that. But uh, <laughs> Emily said Emily I wasn't Emily said I couldn't pick that. But yeah, I really that that is a film that is at its heart a romance. Okay. Um, but there's so many other things going on, and I typically don't like things like that. But I really like Ryan Johnson, and I like the way he interprets things. And so I feel like that's his interpretation of like of like a a heist movie for lack of a better term and a romance and just all these things. So I think it, I, I find it very successful and I find the, their relationship in it very believable. Okay. Um, my favorite romance movie is Wally, <laughs> which I haven't seen, which I won't watch. You've never seen Wally? Nope. Oh my God. I didn't know that. No. What? What? Uh, I, Wally came out, what, like five years ago. It is one of my favorite films of all time. It is I, I can't, like, oversell it at all. It is so good. It is visually gorgeous. Um, it, it is able to make you fall in love and care about a little robot who doesn't speak, who can only say, like, two words and doesn't... Mm-hmm. The first 45 minutes of that movie, nobody talks. There's no dialogue. And yet it is, like, enthralling. And the romance in it is really sweet. And the moment where, like, the characters actually connect, it's... Ugh, like, it's... I, ugh, I don't want to spoil anything, but let's just say, like, the moment where they connect, like, the movie falls in love with them, too. So, like, it just gets beautiful, and, oh, everything about that movie is wonderful. And the romance at it is just makes me ball like a baby every time. Oh, Yeah. Yeah. I don't... Says the girl who picked the fountain, I don't like to watch things that I know are going to make me cry. But it's a happy cry. Yeah, I don't know. Like, well, I remember one of the first time I watched Wally, I watched it with my niece, who at the time was, like, three or four. And she kept talking, and I was like, shh, shh, because I was crying and wanted to, like, get through this emotion of it. Aww. Yeah. But it is a wonderful, wonderful movie. And, hmm. I mean, a beautiful love story. Yeah. All right. I believe you. Eventually, I might watch it. I still can't watch Up, you know, my relationship oh, with that I, film. Yeah, so. I put that on there just because it, yeah, it is ten minutes of the worst thing in your life to ever watch. I, I don't know. I don't know how anybody can watch that movie. It's not easy at all. <laughs> Um, I had a couple, so I had a list of honorable mentions. Mm-hmm. Um, the Go. Fly, the Gina Davis, uh, Jeff Goldblum. I can, I can, now. I can get into that. Yeah. yeah. Um, Shakespeare in Love, which I know gets a lot of heat, but it's still a really nice love story. I've never seen it. Oh, I, I don't know how you'd like it. Mm. Uh, <laughs> if it's better than Emma, then I'd probably I love it. Emma. Mm-hmm. Uh, Moulin Rouge, could just because ne- it is so like unabashedly. Um, non-ironic and just it just goes for it and it's kind of sweet never seen it <gasps> oh, hey do you do you see a theme of me hating theme. love i don't know what's Apparently, wrong with me the wedding um, singer i've seen that yeah <laughs> what i like about it is like they're really likable people and you want them to fall in love because they're really nice people and i like that no i i like i think that i like that movie a lot too i think it it doesn't just rest on its it's mm-hmm. it's it's gimmick which yeah. is 80s. the time the period piece yeah, yeah. yep um, Miracle Mile with Anthony Edwards and Mary yeah, that, that's 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 good. I like that one too. I, I told you I saw that at the I draft know, house. And I, it was adorable. I liked it a lot, man. Um, a Perfect Getaway. Fuck yeah, man! Right? That's a fucking like, movie. You've got three couples in it, and they're all hot. Well, I mean, uh, Steven Zahn isn't as much, but like, everything in that movie Sissy is, so is attractive. Take that back. Take that okay. back. Right okay, now. but like, you have so you have three really hot couples. 
and like especially Zahn, Hemsworth and his and his girlfriend are so cute together. Yeah, yeah. So that's a that's good one. a good one. That's a really good one. I really like that movie. Defend it to the death. Oh God, completely. I will. To me, a perfect getaway is always one I go to when I talk about like the worst marketed film of all time. <laughs> because that movie, a I, when I went to see it, I was like, oh my God, it had no right to be that good. I didn't know what it was. We snuck into it after District Nine, and afterwards, I wanted to like leave money in the theater because I felt so bad about not paying for it. Yeah. Because it's so good. It came out at the wrong time. It was marketed badly. And it is so much better than anybody thinks it is if you haven't seen it. Yeah, I, I loved it. I, again, I, I think I might have said this on the show. I don't know. Maybe I didn't. But I rewatched it. And it didn't have the same effect on, upon rewatch. But the first time I watched it, it blew my fucking mind. I mean, yeah. The twi- I'm, like, I like to think I often pick up on twists. I, didn't. I did not see it nope. coming at all. Anyway, but when you rewatch it, they don't cheat ever. Like, yeah, it's it's all there in front of you. You just oh yeah, we're not it's looking. super fun to be like oh yeah, I know what's gonna happen, and like I'm acknowledging that this is really intelligently done. It's just something about it. I was just like oh yeah. Mm-hmm. Do you have anything else? No, that's my love. Oh, I like list. I like your love movies. Um, I toyed with putting Shaun of the Dead on because <laughs> I really enjoy. I mean, that is a romance. He's motivated by his feelings for mm-hmm. Liz. So I mean, I, I felt felt like that was appropriate but i would have picked the relationship between sean and and, and his dad but whatever that's fine <laughs> sean and his dad or yeah his, it's not oh, it's not his dad, dad but it is yeah, his dad night. and he dies and he's like it was my dad <laughs> anyways um i was gonna put amelie on but i haven't seen amelie in so long that i didn't think it was fair i've only seen amelie the one time yeah it's been like years and years and years and years and i would have put atonement but i really feel like you guys are sick of hearing me talk about atonement <laughs> I just, but I, I didn't want it on the list because i didn't want you crying again but I will say I bought that book for a dollar. Like, I, I didn't download it. I have it downloaded, but this is a tangible copy that I bought for a dollar. And I will read it eventually. And I will, tell, for a dollar. I will tell you all what I think. They had two copies, Emily. They had one that's just a black cover, and it says Atonement. And then they had one that looks like the cover of the DVD, where it's Kira on the top and James on the bottom. And I looked at my mom, and I said, Mom, which one should I buy? And she said, don't buy the one with James on the cover. And I said, you're right. I don't think I can look at it. <laughs> just start crying. So, yeah. <laughs> I'm, I'm glad you made the right decision. I, thank you. I, I think I did. But if you scroll through, like, if you Google romance movies and you scroll through, most of them make me want to, th- like, gouge my eyes out. That's, I think that's why I just, I think I just have an unfair, like. Yeah, but I mean, that's why I wanted us to make the list, because to show that there are good ones out there. Hmm. But mine are usually, like, sad and depressing, and maybe sometimes somebody dies. Yeah, and mine are about robots. So. Or has scissor hands. <laughs> or has scissor hands. <laughs> and can't, you know. I, don't, I doubt that you have, but have you ever seen any scenes from Edward Penis Hands? Absolutely, I have. Oh, okay. Oh, that's right. Of course you have. Who are you talking to? I don't know. I don't know why I thought you didn't. Isn't it wonderful? Yes. Absolutely. It's hysterical. That's, like, like a really old parody. Well, that's, like, what, well, I guess it would be G. early 90s. That's yeah. the same time period as The Sexorcist, right? I've never seen The Sexorcist. I've seen The Triple Exorcist. Just, it's different. They're different, I think. I think, right? <laughs> oh, they're different, yeah. One of them is a Burning Angel film, and the okay. other one I've never seen. My favorite, because I've seen um, the best of of The Sexorcist, and it's, the best is when the priest is, oh, God, what's the line? He's like, forgive me, Lord, for I'm about to sin. Because <laughs> he has to have <laughs> sex with a girl to get her, the Satan out of her. Oh, yeah. Oh, that's, that's true to life. Screw you guys. Okay. Okay. Next week. All right. So we're going to take a quick break. And when we come uh, back, uh-huh. we are going to talk about... Say it in French. Au long engagement. No, I meant really say the name in French. 
un long dimanche de fianciales. We, oui, madame. <laughs> All right, we'll be right back. Oh, hey there. It's Reverend Scott. You might remember me as backup singer for Kenny G and Millie Vanilli, but today I come to you as a fan of the Outside the Cinema podcast. For the last five years, Outside the Cinema has provided high-quality cult movie reviews every week without missing a week, and they do it all for free. But as you know, free isn't a lot of money. In order to upgrade equipment in the studio and give you the best podcast ever, we're going to need your help. Jump on the Kickstarter.com and search Outside the Cinema to become part of history. Got a movie or top six list you can't wait to hear? How about a limited edition OTC t-shirt. Want a guest host on the show or have Bill and Chris and myself do a commentary track to any movie you want? Well, now you can. You can get more info at facebook.outsidethecinema.com or listen what Cinema Diabolical's very own F-13 had to say. Here's the deal. We need cash to move the gear and get a little bit more gear. If you like the show and you want to keep hearing it, then donate. If not, f*** you. I'll go on vacations. Next. I did the countdown in French to listen. Oh, God, you broke me, I think. <laughs> Trying to play it cool and be professional, Emily, come on. I'm, I'm working on it. I'm working on it. So we're going <clears> to <throat> talk now about un engagement de long. Very... <laughs> is that what it is? I don't know. Oh, All what year right. was this movie? I forgot to check. I figured 2004. Was... Oh, yeah, that's a 2004, of course. Mm. Directed by Jean Jeanneau, uh, who also did Amelie. Yes. And Children of... Delicatessen or something. He did, I didn't see any of his other movies. The City of Lost Children. City of Lost Children. And I've seen all, I, well, not all of them, but all the ones we just said. Uh, including Alien 4, Resurrection. Which I still haven't seen. Really? Hmm. Um, I would love for you to see it. because I, I would like to. Think about it. Uh, it. My dad loves that movie. He is in the minority in the world on it and on other movie choices. Um, so he's kind of made me find certain aspects of it charming, but it's... It's an interesting one, I tell you. It is the hmm. director of Amelie making Alien 4, and it, it's strange. Hmm. It's strange that they, like, thought that that was like, good for him, like a good fit for him. Yeah. Well, it was because just... it was before Amelie, but it was after Delicatessen. And Delicatessen, in City of Lost Children, actually. And those definitely had a, a distinct style to them. I was reading an interview with Joss Whedon a few months ago, and it was actually an old interview. And they were <laughs> talking about that, because he wrote... Mm-hmm. a screenplay for it. I don't know if he yeah. ended up having like final screenplay credit and he hates the movie and feel like had such bad things to say about Jeannot, Janae, because he said basically like, he's like the guy didn't speak English and he didn't understand the dialogue and he didn't understand how to direct actors in giving the dialogue and therefore it's stuff isn't the lines don't read the way they're supposed to because they didn't understand how to do it. So that's interesting. 
That is very interesting, and it makes me want to go watch it immediately when we're done because I have the quadrilogy Ooh, okay. on Blu-ray. I, I really am excited <clears throat> to see what you think of it. Uh, and I'll, I'll watch it before the next time we record. Now, a very different movie from A Very Long Engagement. So <laughs> would you like to tell the fine people at home what this movie's about? Okay, let me clear my throat. Pardon me. <clears throat> okay. A Very Long Engagement is a very long movie about an <laughs> engagement that is also very long. Um, I don't like the fact that I have to say lots of things that should be said in French. Um <laughs> I don't, I'm not good with anything. Like, I'm terrible. This is very embarrassing. Their, if you want to just change their names, her name is Matilda in the movie, or Matilda in the movie. We can Matilda. Oh, God. That's so, isn't that, like, like just so awful, though? I What, what an American I am. Anyways. But I think it's worse I, when you really try. Is it? Is it Audrey Tatau? Is that how you say her I name? Tattoo? Tattoo? What is know. even wrong What's, with me right now? Romilly. Okay, that's so terrible. We're so awful. Okay, so Amelie is adorable, and she has, she has, um, like, she's lame, and I love it, and she had a fiancé, and he shot himself in the, no, he, yes, he purposely got shot in the hand so that he could get discharged, but you can't do that, and they kill you if you do that, so he basically ended up in a bunker with a bunch of other other guys that did that, and she thinks... Or everybody thinks he's dead, but she doesn't think he's dead. Mm-hmm. So she, it's like this mystery story for her to find out. I'm just going to say, I have to pause right now and say that I have a very long engagement open on IMDb because okay. I like to do that. And it's suggesting other movies for me. What is it suggesting? It's suggesting atonement and it's really big. <laughs> that makes it's, so much sense. It's big and like there's pictures and I'm like having a lot of feelings. <laughs> minimize, Christine, minimize. I don't know. It's this show. I never think about that mo- this movie until we're recording, and then it haunts me. Well, it's, like, it is a good companion to that in a lot of ways. Because oh, I, I just moved my mouse and it changed to chocolate. So oh, okay. we go. we're safe now. Whew. Okay, it is a good companion. It would be a very good companion yeah, to I this mean, film. Both, this is World War One, whereas Atonement's World War Two. <laughs> World War Two. Uh, and but it is you know love thwarted, if you will, by war. And in you know in this case, we don't want to spoil anything, but it's a little happier. Hmm. I would say it's a it's a lot happier. I mean, it's bittersweet. Yeah, and I mean the tone in general of this movie, it's not all the way Amelie where it's like very lighthearted, <laughs> be- because the war stuff in this movie is brutal. This this is some there's some very very oh, absolutely yeah. heartbreaking and disgusting war stuff going on where you see like where they really you really do see things that you don't because this was kind of like the first movie I saw that I under that really when I understood what trench warfare was. Because um, I had read All Quiet on the Western Front, but I couldn't, it was really hard to visualize because I just had no context for it. Mm-hmm. Um, and so this, like, you see the trenches, you see the bunkers, and so it, and then, I mean, that in itself is kind of horrifying, but then they show you when, what happens when you get, you know, blown up by shrapnel or whatever else is, is on there. Mm-hmm. And it's pretty damn horrifying. <laughs> it is. It's terrible. Yeah. But, but um, around that, you have, and... Whether it works all the way or not is a question. You have a lot of humor and you have, um, like, it's because it's very quirky. And mm-hmm. I think that can really annoy some people. Uh, but because you have Matilda, is, her aunt and uncle are kind of like, you know, these French uh, country people and there are dogs and there's an ongoing joke with a mailman who rides his bike too fast and things. So you have a lot of mix, a mix of tones going on throughout all of it. Um, 
Now, I had seen this movie a couple years ago on DVD. I watched it late at night, not knowing how long it was. Yeah, it's really long. It's it's a little over two hours. It's probably it's like two hours, 15 minutes, I think. And it feels really long. No, it, that's the thing. It feels super long. This is coming from the girl that has watched Inglorious Bastards now 12 times. This film feels long. For me, this time around, <clears throat> it didn't. But <laughs> I watched it with my boyfriend, who hated this movie. Mm. It was. Cut, I had no is he there? Watching. Is no, he with you right now? I was gonna say. We could talk about him if you want. Get no. I was gonna say I want to get him over here right now because I wonder if he had the same issues that I had. With well, him. I know his issues. That he just after he couldn't follow. He had trouble following. It. Yeah, um, I did too, actually. Okay, and that was a big thing, and so he just couldn't care, and he thought that he didn't like the humor. Um, he thought most of it just got too cute, um, and he, he's like, it was very pretty, and it was very long, but he. Yeah hated it which was fascinating <laughs> to me um now the following it the first time i saw it there were definitely some things that were a, maybe a little unclear but overall i remember understanding it mm-hmm. and this time around like I, I don't know i thought everything was clear but i but i can see why it would be so confusing because you have a lot of dudes who look the same and speak french yeah and in i saw this um, probably the year after it got released. Because this is, the, I really was very big into, when I started, like, appreciating film again, um, because of Amelie, um, Jean-Pierre Genot is somebody that I really, really liked. So I did see Delicatessen. I saw City of Lost Children. I saw, like, I saw these things because I really enjoyed him. And um, I remember really liking this, and I don't remember being confused. Hmm. But for some reason, upon rewatching now, because from the jump, there's maybe 25 minutes of everybody else's backstory. I got really overwhelmed with information. And there's certain choices that are made that, like, for example, you have a side story going on where Matilda is looking for um, her fiance. Mm-hmm. And she's doing it. She's writing letters. She's finding people who were there. Meanwhile, you also have Tina Lombardi, played by Marion Cotillard, who is a was a basically a prostitute, mm-hmm. and her lover was um, her pimp, and he was also one of the five men who was is gone missing. So mm-hmm. she's she's not looking for him. She kind of is, but she's really more trying to get revenge. So mm-hmm. you have her going around killing people, but you also you have a scene where she kills a guy. She says his name. She shoots him, and at that point, you have no idea who that is. You can figure out, like, okay, I guess she's shooting another guy that was responsible for her fiance's death, mm-hmm. but you have no idea. And it's like two scenes later where they're like, oh, did you read the newspaper? Look, somebody found this man dead. This man, flashback to him being the guy that shoots her lover. But it, yeah, so the structure of it, it, it doesn't, it's not an easy structure. It doesn't give you all the information in a way that's really comprehensive. Yes. I feel, would you think it was fair for me to say that it was very ambitious? Oh, yeah. Very okay. ambitious. <clears throat> I feel like it was really ambitious. And I feel like a lot of what it did, I enjoyed. But I feel like there could have maybe been a better way to do it. And I don't, I'm not a filmmaker. I've never made a film. I, so I can't, I can't criticize to, you know. Right, to know what it is. It, that... But there was just something about it that... If I, if I say what it's about and I say certain things, like, I feel like I like it more in speaking about it than I did in actually watching it. Mm-hmm. And that makes yeah. me sad. Like, you, you just brought out Tina Lombardi and how the kind of juxtaposition between her quest and, you know, Amelie's quest. And it 
it's so, it's so powerful, but yeah. I didn't find it that powerful because there's so much in the else film. going on. Yeah, it, it's it really is though, and especially because of how that how that relationship pays off mm-hmm. because they are eventually faced with one another, right. and and it's this wonderful scene. Like that scene really gets amazing, me. and yeah, yeah it really really good. And I I was just like. I, I wish I when when you finally get Marion Cotillard that's her name I could, yeah when you finally finally get her on screen and she really delivers the emotions I was like I want more of this yeah like I wish I had been paying more attention to her character because all of a sudden she's fucking interesting and awesome and before it was just kind of like these weird little snapshots of, of other things going on right and her just killing someone and you don't really yeah. know what's going on. Yeah, that, I mean, maybe for me also watching it the second time around, and even though it's been like seven years since I watched it, it was like, I, because re- I remember Tina, Lim- and I remember Mayor Marion Cotillard, this was the first thing I saw her in, mm-hmm. and then she, a couple years after this, I saw the one she won the Oscar for, it's, it's in French, so I won't say the name, the Edith Piaf movie, and <laughs> I loved her in that, and I remembered her in this, because I think she's really striking in this movie, she's really oh, yeah. she's gorgeous, I think, um, and she... She does a lot with, a, it's a great character, but you're right, it's almost a better character than the movie deserves for giving such a limited Exactly, part exactly. Yeah. Yes, that's, that's really, I think, what, with you, you know, not saying it eloquently, that's kind of, I guess, what I was saying. Like, she, she's so amazing all of a sudden, and yeah. you're like, wait a second, <laughs> where is this coming from? Right, right. And maybe that's maybe I'm missing the point. Maybe that's important because in a film just stuffed with characters to have one be so affecting, Mm -hmm. maybe that says something about the filmmaking. How do you also feel about the Jodie Foster side story? Kind of the same. Mm -hmm. Like, yeah, it's this great story you have. Cause basically what um, Amelie is doing is she's tracking down she needs to figure out what happened to all five of the men in order to mm-hmm. find her fiance. And she's convinced that like more stuff happened than like they wrote in the reports. Mm-hmm. And one of the men um, who totally looks like Colin Firth, doesn't he? Kind of. Yeah. Looks like him. Uh, one of the men, uh, she's able to kind of track down like something that went on with him at home where he had his best friend and they like hated each other and nobody knows why. And they find out it's because his best friend is married to, to a French-speaking Jodie Foster, mm-hmm. and his best friend is the father of five children, but not quite. And if you're if you have six children, you're excused from war. So mm-hmm. he wants Jodie Foster to have another kid, but Jody, but he is um, what infertile. The yeah, man, can a man be infertile? So yeah. he basically has tells he's like, okay, so my best friend is going to impregnate you, Jodie Foster. And meanwhile, they fall in love. And it's a whole they thing. said that too. Yeah, well, yeah, obviously, Jodie Foster. So it is like it's another side story that I think is really fascinating and sad and touching. But again, it's like this mini movie within this very big movie that already has so much going on. Yeah. 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 There's, there's I, a lot in this movie. There's a lot, and a it's lot. it really was very dense. Very much, very much. But, and that's why I'm trying to figure out, because the first time I watched it, I loved the humor. I loved the lightness mm-hmm. of a lot of the scenes, because there is, like, it just gives this kind of charm to it. This time around, a lot of the humor kind of annoyed me. It felt too cute. Really? Yeah, at times. Like, just the, I don't know, some of it worked, and then some of it felt a little bit, like, too light when... I would have almost rather this like really dark, depressing war story. Love. Story. All right, I I can see that. Um, 
I don't know if I, I don't think I ever, like, I, I really welcomed the humor. Mm-hmm. Um, but I guess I see, I see what you're saying. It's kind of in the same um, vein as, like, the whole, hey, this character's all of a sudden interesting. Why, yeah. why wasn't it the whole, like, it just seemed weird. Mm-hmm. Like, just, like, choices that I didn't necessarily understand. Yeah. The, um, the thing I think that really bothered me this time around is the, the bad guys are so bad for no reason. Yeah. And, like, the main... There's really, like, only two that are genuine villains. But, like, one guy, he's just a fat guy who's in charge of something. You don't quite know what. say he's just a fat guy? He's just a fat guy, you know. That's amazing. But he, like, that... But that's how the movie treats him. The movie kind of treats him as, like, mm-hmm. he's gross. He's always, like... He's in a bathtub or he's naked every time you see him. And yeah. he's just bad. Like, basically, he's the reason the men... The five men were, um... What's the word I'm looking for? Uh, exonerated, pardon, I guess. Um, so he, you know, he's the man that's supposed to sign a piece of paper to let them go. But when he gets a piece of paper, he like rips it up, like for no reason, and you mm-hmm. don't know why. And do you? Just, do you really never find out why? Because I thought maybe I just. I don't think you do. I think like, I I think it's just kind of like laziness, and it would be more work for him to deal with it. Mm-hmm. I think, um, unless I miss that. But I mean, I watch it. I don't know. I, I feel like I understand most of it, but I think that's just like villain. And that is so cheap and easy. But the thing I like about the movie, I kind of really like the grayness of the five men and yeah. all of those stories. Cause you have like, none of them are pure heroes. Like they all, you know, they're all trying to save themselves. Um, but they all have within themselves, like these stories. And even like the worst one who is Tina Lombardi's lover, who you know is a, is a bad human being. Um, but because you see kind of his relationship with Tina Lombardi, like there is something really redeeming about him. Mm-hmm. And then you get like the farmer at the end who you kind of find out is also like a really heroic man who's saved lives. And like, I like the amount of kind of kindness in the movie, like just how many people are willing to kind of like stop and help someone at really bad times. Yeah. And the same with the man in the, the mess, what do they call him? Like the mess hall marauder. The guy who just, he's essentially in charge of, like, give, getting food to the people in the bunkers. And he, like, he just, like, wants to... Because the main thing with um, Amelie's boyfriend is that everybody just kind of, like, sees him as this really innocent young man. Mm-hmm. And you can see why. Like, he has, like, just a young face and he just... He does. He's very pretty. He's very pretty. Like, you don't want to see this man in war. And so everybody kind of is trying to protect him. And so, like, again, like, the, like, that, I really, I like that aspect of just kindness to the movie. Um, yeah, so, and that's something that I think did really affect me this time around that I really did like. Mm-hmm. And, yeah, I mean, I wish it was more consistent one way or another, just because then you all, like, so then when you have just the villainous mustache twirler, it takes something away from that, I think. Yeah. Well, well um, maybe it's it's supposed to be, like, Similar in the, um, like, the quirkiness. Like, maybe it's supposed to be, like, I don't know. I get what you're saying, but when I was watching it, I didn't, I never was like, oh, this is a cheap villain. Mm -hmm. It just seemed to to fit, like, because, like, almost the cartoonish quality of of the humor, the the introduction of, like, such a cartoonish villain, you know? See that. Eh, I don't know. I, I, I like that that point though because I really didn't think of that when I was watching it. It just I just accepted it for what it was. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah, just, yeah, nothing's that bothered me. Interesting. Um, this movie is very pretty. 
It really is. It's it's just a gore. Like I feel like Amelie is pretty, and this movie is beautiful because mm-hmm. it and the like. I really noticed it this time too is how the color palette and how it's completely different when it's wartime. It is gray. Yeah. And when it's you know when they're like in the countryside, it's this like beautiful, rich yellow color. And just in general, like this is a gorgeous looking movie. It is. It's very golden and warm. Yeah, yeah. at the right points. Yes. Yeah. Um, and this movie makes me really want to eat a lot of French food. Does it? They are just glugging down wine mm-hmm. and eating bread and and making crepes and putting jam on crepes and like the entire movie, I was just hungry. Oh, interesting. I didn't do it for you. Well, no, okay. I don't eat anything. That's true. I am sick. Thank you. Even like in like the first scene when like they're starving in the bunkers and like he's like, "What can I bring you?" He's like, "How about some like bread, oh, yeah. and honey, and, and okay, I'll give you that one." Oh my god, I was I'll, so hungry. I'll give you that one. I'll give you that one. Thank you. I appreciate that. All right, you can have that one, but that's it. That's all I get. I don't get the clips. <laughs> clips. Clips. Those are the ones uh, I learned how to say French like. It's beautiful. Other than other long engagement. All right, so do you have any more news? I didn't take notes, as is my custom. Um, I, like I said, talking about it, I feel like has raised whatever grade I'm going to give it. Mm-hmm. Because but like when I was watching it, I was super bummed that I wasn't having the same experience I had the first time. Interesting, I, yeah. I guess it's my fault, because maybe my expectations were bizarre, because I remember, like being so into this movie. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, for me it was, um, I think I didn't have the same, I actually, no, I had the same emotional experience. I, I cried quite a few times in this movie. Really? I didn't, yeah. nothing, oh, nothing. I like, cried, like the Sahara, I don't know. Scene, the last scene with Tina Lombardi, I cry. Oh, yeah, that, that was pretty affecting. And then I, the last scene, although, um, I don't want to spoil anything, but the, the final scene of the movie is that's when Brandon made the great joke. He's like, so, okay, now the movie's over. And then she had, like, she doesn't just have to walk into a room. She has to walk upstairs with a lamp through a room and then downstairs to a garden. Like, they're, like they do really drag out the final beat of the movie. Like, they quite do. a bit. But the scene, and I, again, I'm not spoiling, but the final scene, um, yeah, totally gets me. Hmm. So, yeah, it, emotionally, this movie to- still has a hold on me. But I think watching it this time with a little bit more of a critical eye, I just, I definitely saw more of its flaws than I did the first time. Yes. And I, for me, that could be because of just my, where I am currently with watching things. Like, Mm -hmm. I don't know. Um, I don't know if I have anything else to add. I, I, I don't think I do. I just, I felt disconnected for a big portion of it. Okay. Because I was trying to figure things out. Oh, I, I do really like the way the actual, aside from the romance, which I think we, we, we did cover, like, but I, I, I liked the way the mystery unraveled and like. Because it is a mystery film. Like if yeah. like you can call it, like it's a war film, it's a love story, but it reads like a mystery. The, every scene is 
putting pieces together essentially. And you, and you start to, you know, I like the multiple perspectives and how each, each character, like when she talks to them, gives her another piece and how Mm -hmm. it makes this full, yeah, fully realized thing. You see scenes, it's almost like Rashomon, like you see scenes at different angles than you would have the first time. And I like, see, and this is again, and it'll bring me back to my issue with this. I liked that a lot. I liked all the little pieces of this movie, but when you put them together, I didn't really enjoy the final product. Mm. And I just feel like maybe there was just too much going on. I mean, there is a whole lot going on. Um, the thing, like, I feel that I do, because it's both overly calculated, mm-hmm. and you have a lot of, um, it's hard to describe, but you have a lot of scenes that are kind of cutaways with different visual styles. Like, they'll be at one point, they're looking at a picture, and then within the, in the inside the picture, the characters, like, move and, and talk, and it turns into a scene. Like, mm-hmm. you have a lot of things like this. And on one hand, it makes it really, like, a kinetic film. Like, everything is constantly moving. And I feel like Janae had a lot of fun making it. But it also ends up being very technical and very calculated and very trickstery. Yeah. And depending on if you buy into it or not, it can feel... Like a, like a little bit too art project-like as a movie. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that ultimately just comes down to where you are when you're watching it and how you, like, if you're open to that or not. Like, it's one of those, like, there's a line whether you accept it or whether you're kind of like, oh, okay, now we're doing black and white, are we? Yeah. Yeah, and especially when you add that into the fact that you have so many characters and so many stories and so many different things going on. Um, and, I mean, ultimately, I, I do like this film a lot. Um, and I enjoy the ambition of it, but I think it can, I can see why it like can rub others the wrong way and why it's not going to work for certain people. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so let's rate it. Okay. Let's rate it. Do you want to go first or? Sure, yeah, I'll go first. Go for it. This is a hard one. Quality of film for me. Um, I am. St- okay. Wait, wait, now I have to separate myself from it. Cause it's quality of film as a film overall. Um, I'm going to give it a seven. As a okay. Movie. What about you? Um, I think quality of film. Shit, this is really hard. No, isn't it? Because I don't know if it was too, if it was over, like, I can't say that it was over ambitious or, but I I don't know if it, I just felt that way or if it really was, you know know what I mean? Um, okay. Quality of film, I'm going to say 6.75. Okay. Um, level of enjoyment for me, I mean, I still enjoy this film. I like the things that bother me about it, bother me more about it from a film standpoint than from a a personal enjoyment standpoint. (laughs) Um, so for enjoyment for me of life, I'm going to go 7.75. Oh, wow. That's high. Yeah. I like this movie. Like I, I know it has, does a lot of things wrong. Or just doesn't do things as right as it thinks it does them. Mm-hmm. I, I mean, this movie, emotionally, it gets me. Um, and I still, like, when I think, like, if I was making my romance list, this movie would have been on it if it wasn't, if we weren't talking about it today. Really? Yeah, like, I find the romance in this movie really touching. Um, yeah, and it, like, there, like, it gets me even though I know it has flaws. So you went 7.75? For enjoyment, for me. For enjoyment. For, for enjoyment of life. Yeesh, okay. For enjoyment of life by this movie. Okay, um... 6.5. Okay. That's fine. <laughs> oh, man. I'm, I'm real, like, um... No, I, I think that's based on what you, how you... I'm real, t- I'm real torn up about this. Don't be torn up about it. That fits your description, your, your uh, summary of it, I think. 
Okay. I would like, this is something though, that even though I don't necessarily feel like watching again right now, I would like to watch again and see if I have another Mm -hmm. response to it because this is, stands in such stark contrast to the the way I had initially felt. So I'm very curious if it's just, I'm watching it at a weird time. Yeah. And you watch it when you're in a different mood and you know, if it's going to be different. Yeah. That'd be interesting. Hmm. All right, well, that's that. Okay, we're going to take a break, and we're going to come back with Blue Valentine. Woo! Des yeux qui font baisser les miens Un rire qui se perd sur sa bouche Voilà le portrait sans retour de l'homme auquel j'appartiens Quand il me prend dans ses bras Il me parle tout bas Je vois la vie en rose Il me dit des mots d'amour Des mots de tous les jours Que ça me fait quelque chose and we're back now to discuss 2010's Blue Valentine. Yeah. Yeah. Now you picked it. <laughs> okay. So I guess I'll <laughs> summarize it. I did pick it. You're right. You're yeah. absolutely right. Okay. Totally summarize it for me. I didn't pressure you into picking it. <laughs> no, you didn't. Um, okay. Blue Valentine is the story of Dean and Cindy, who are a married couple with a five-ish-year-old daughter. Mm-hmm. And as the movie starts, this couple is going through some trouble. She is a nurse. He kind of is a house painter. And um, they have very different approaches to life and parenting. Uh, And then while their marriage kind of falls apart, we also see flashbacks of how they got together, which was very complicated, but very sweet. And so it is a kind of a mashup of that. And that is Blue Valentine. It is Blue Valentine, actually. It is, actually. Hmm. Um, So this movie is really sad. It is really sad. It has two wonderful performances in it, and it's really sad. It does have two wonderful performances in it. Um, I am not really like Ryan Gosling is a super good actor and stuff. I just but don't really. You're not on credit as saying you don't like his face. I don't like his face. I don't think he's attractive in the least. And this movie is no exception. Did you find him more attractive when he had the receding hairline or more? No, I didn't. But it, that's actually a good question because you know that I'm weird and I might have that's, said that's yes. That's kind of what I figured the answer would be. So. Um, no, I just, but he's a good actor. And just because I don't necessarily enjoy his symmetrical face doesn't, mm-hmm. doesn't mean I don't enjoy his, his acting. <laughs> um, but I am like a, a Michelle Williams super fan. Mm-hmm. So <clears throat> um, she, she got me through those rough times. That's but. Awesome. This movie is a perfect storm of sadness. Oh, God, yeah. Um, there is a painfully cute little girl. Oh, my God. She's so cute. I can't handle her. She is adorable. Uh, she's got these tiny little arms, and she's always she's, held. She made me sick with oh her cuteness. God, like, yeah. I couldn't handle her. Um, there is animal death. There, that's right. There's a fucking dog. In the um, first, like, five minutes of the movie, we find first, out the dog died. Yep. Um, oh. There is a... And, and I'll get into this further, I think, but there's an amazingly touching relationship between father and daughter, which will always destroy me. Mm. Um, th- there's nothing that's like somebody said, hey, what makes Christine really upset? <laughs> let's, make a- uh, let's make a movie about all of those things. <laughs> 
And then they made Blue Valentine. And then they were like, and I heard she doesn't like Ryan Gosling's face. So let's, <laughs> let's get him in here. And, and have the camera really close on it for most of the time. <laughs> um, yeah. This movie is successful in oh, and its. There's old people. Don't forget, there's old. Oh my god, people. you're right. There's fucking old people, and there's, there's fucking Ryan Gosling people. being real nice to an old guy. Oh what the fuck? Come on. Um, and it's successful in its sadness without wallowing in it, mm-hmm. which I really liked because it is so painfully real. Oh my god. <laughs> it's very. I, I think a lot of it was. Um, it's one of those like the story behind it's interesting because they like. The script was out there for years, and what they did was, like, when they started filming it, they had, like, Michelle Williams and Ryan Gosling, like, live together for, like, three weeks or something. Really? Yeah, like, get really, it was the way they were really comfortable with each other. Like, there's all this, like, crazy stuff about, like, some of it was improvised and everything. Like I could tell that. The scene where he climbs over the fence, basically, like, that wasn't written. What was written was, like, okay, and this isn't a spoiler alert, like, Michelle Williams in the movie gets pregnant. Well, and you would assume because they have... this because they have a daughter who's as old as their marriage. Um, I mean, what's around that is actually not what you think. But basically, the scene where she tells him she's pregnant, I think what happened, like, the director, based on what I read, the director was like, okay, so, Ryan, you in this scene, you need to find out what's troubling Cindy. But she's not going to, she doesn't want to tell you. So you need to get her to tell you. Um, I'm pretending that's how the director talks. I don't know. If that's I, it's uh, amazing. You're doing has, so many voices tonight. Maybe he has so. a fresh accent. <laughs> so Ryan, you need to get the Michelle to tell you something. Dude, you know what the director's name is? It's like De Franz or something. It, it's like Derek Sien Franz. He is French. I know what I'm talking about, man. So basically, like, that scene is, is, like, Ryan Gosling trying all these things to get her to say it. And so there is, like, a, a lot of, like, improvisation going on. And it feels, it just, it doesn't feel, like, sometimes improv in movies is annoying because it's just a lot of talking, a lot of talking until they get there. Mm-hmm. And with this movie, you don't get that just because it, it's everything they're saying, like, every scene of theirs is saying something one mm-hmm. way or another. Like, when they're eating breakfast at the table in the second scene and she's trying to go to work and Ryan Gosling is, like, you know, licking raisins off the table with the daughter, like, you know what's going on in that scene as a viewer. You instantly, like, know what kind of parents they are and how they're just two very different people. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, I like, mean, yes. yeah, to me what makes this movie so sad is that neither one of them is right or wrong. Correct. That is exactly what it is. Yeah. And there are some people who say that the movie's a little more sympathetic to Ryan Gosling's character. I don't think so. I don't think so either. I think like he comes off as someone you'd probably rather spend time with just because he's funner, but it's not, but not, not in the relationship. Like when you're actually watching it, you're like, yeah, but it'd be really hard to be married to him. Exactly. Exactly. Because when they show you right at the beginning, you're like, Oh my God, he's so great with, with that little girl. And the thing with the raisins and Michelle Williams. And I really thought that they were going to make the Cindy character be kind of a bitch. Right. But, but when you get into this film and you really see the Ryan Gosling's character, you're like, no, I would have done the same thing. I would have responded exactly the same way. And as you learn more about these characters, their actions make complete sense. And neither one of them is is a bad person. Yeah. I just don't think that they, they just didn't work together anymore. Yeah. I mean, that's, that is what it's about. It's about, yeah. you know, you fall in love and sometimes, you know, time and life changes things. 
And like this movie is a couple who are now in a place where they're not the same, you know, they don't want the same thing, basically, mm -hmm. is what it comes down to. And even like, because the movie has the chance to villainize her. Like, oh, absolutely. Know, the doctor who, like, you, in a lesser movie, she would be having an affair with the doctor or something. <laughs> but like, but no, the movie makes a point of showing that she is not having an affair. She is not cheating on her husband. Um, it's that that has nothing to do with what's going on. Uh, the, let's see, we have, we also have her dad. Yes. Her dad being, Ooh. um, was it? I, what is his name? I'm, I'm going by the wire where I think his name was Lieutenant Rawls. Yeah. A dick on the wire. And he's yeah. a dick in this movie. He's, he's a dick in this he's movie. He's a good dick. And I feel like it's very important that he's a dick mm -hmm. because it shows you what it's, it remi it's almost like it reminds you. It's like, yeah. hey, he, no one's really doing anything wrong. Look at this awful relationship. Right. This, this awful man who, like, freaks out because he doesn't like the meal that was made for him. Mm -hmm. Go fuck yourself, dude. Oh, dude. Like, yeah. Yeah. And, you, I mean, you have that scene with um, one of the flashback scenes where Michelle Williams is talking to her grandmother. And, she's, and like, it's a really important scene because it's um, established as something that comes up later on, which is Michelle Williams grew up, or Cindy, grows up in this terrible household of parents who hate each other mm -hmm. um and you know she kind of says like she's like i know my parents were in love once but did they get it all out before they had me like that awful feeling of growing up and thinking your parents don't love each other and and that definitely motivates that character's Completely. actions because yeah. she has a little girl does she want her little girl growing up like that right and and that is what the com like that's what their <laughs> final conversation is where he's like do you want her to grow up in a broken family and she says, I don't want to grow up in a family where, you know, her parents hate each other. Mm -hmm. um, and I mean, and that's what it, what also is so powerful about their last scene is like what she basically is saying is like, I don't want to hate you. I don't want to think these things about you and say these things, but I can't help myself anymore. And like, that's what's so sad is that like, she knows he's not a bad guy and she mm -hmm. knows he is, you know, he's the same as he was back then. But, like, and it's, you know... Which is part of the problem. Oh, totally. But there's also, like, she knows, like, she's just, like, she's, like, I'm mean to you, and, and I'm, I can't change that because I'm miserable. And, like, that's so real. <laughs> like, yeah. Oh. Yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah. That's very upsetting. And they, they both do a great job of playing themselves five years older and younger. Mm-hmm. And then with Gosling, like, it's a physical thing. Like, you know, he's got the hairline, he's got the glasses, he's, you know, I, I think they both probably put on a little bit of weight for it. But they both, like, even in kind of posture and, like, all the little things, like, these are fantastic performances all around. Oh, Michelle Williams, like, looks older. She, mm -hmm. just the way she carries yeah. herself, she looks like a, a beaten woman. Yeah, like she, woman, you know, yeah. now been a mother for five years. And, <laughs> mm -hmm. Yeah, it's, um... Yeah, and you know who looks the same is friggin' Mike Vogel, who's the jerk in the movie. That oh, yeah, okay. Um, I will always be happy, though, when I see him in a movie, because it reminds me that he was in Grind. The jerk in the movie. The I was like, what jerk? Yeah, the jerk in the movie. Yeah. What do I know him from? From Grind, I know this, the I know this movie, is going to be a skateboarding movie. Super, super interesting. What, what does Christine know this guy from? Let her Texas look through his remake. Um, it's Cloverfield is really uh, what I know. Yeah, he's one of the pretty boys in that. <laughs> Ugh, he's a pretty boy. Um, Do you hate him? No, it's just in the movie he's such a dick. <laughs> um, 
Yeah, he is to- totally. And I, I kind of hate all everybody, and I like Cloverfield, but I hate everybody in it. Uh, well, I don't, and I love it. <laughs> A lot of people. Hate? We we should cover that movie. I I don't know why people hate everybody in that movie. Uh, because they're all so pretty and boring, and I'm supposed to care about them. Lizzie Kaplan. Lizzie Kaplan is she she's gets bugged. Yeah, and then she gets bugged. Oh God, Lizzie. She's the first one to get bugged. Oh, so this dude's this dude, this Mike Vogel character is going to be in Bates Motel. Oh, interesting. Is he Norman? No, I, I don't. I don't know anything. I'm purposely avoiding this because I like to be surprised. Okay. But I don't know who's playing anybody. But he's going to be in it. That's good for him, right? Yeah. I don't um, know. Now, Christian, Christian is very condescending. Yes. <laughs> Would you have booked the Cupid's room or the Future Room? Oh my God, the Future Room. Are you right. fucking kidding me? Future Room, kick ass. You're like, okay, Future Room, totally Star Trek reenacting. Yeah. I, I mean, it was really appropriate for that, but why not? If, if you're going to go to a love motel, you're going to mm. go to Future Room. Yeah, well, what's the Cupid one? That seems boring. Like, I don't know. It probably would have been like flowers and hearts and stuff. Like, what? now, like if there was like a Camelot room or something, then I'd be into that. Now but. we're going into like Westworld territory. I like it. <laughs> well, if there was like a Westworld room. <laughs> I don't know if I'd pick that. That's kind of scary. They probably would have one, too. All right. Huh. I'm going to open up a themed hotel. I don't think... Do those places exist? Like, I've only ever seen them in movies well, and TV. Well, I know that, like, the Poconos has, like, the hotels where, like, you can go take a bath in a champagne glass. Is that where they win? I don't know. It's unclear. Because aren't they in Pennsylvania? They're in Pennsylvania, so it could have... But I feel like it's, like, a cheaper place than that. All right. Um, in, in Korea, the hotel... Like, you know, you have hotels... But one of like the really popular things they have are love hotels, which are like rooms where you know you can. You just took a hour. sip of water when you said that. <laughs> you almost killed me. <laughs> love hotels. The thing about love hotels is that they're usually really cheap. So like they're. The is it for thing. like an hour or like two? I think they do it both ways. Like you can pay for an hour, or you can you know book it and stay for the night. And like most of like me and my friends, when we traveled, we would always stay in them because they were the cheapest way to stay. But it'd be great because you'd go at like the bed would be like made of pleather and there'd be like a mirror on the ceiling and there was always condoms in the room. Ooh. Yeah. Very nice. So that made me want to go to a future room. But I mean, you know, whatever. All right. Future room. Future room. Future room. Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, what else do we got? Do you have more notes? Not so much because I mean, that's it's the kind of movie that. It's very, it's very little plot. Like, it's yeah, really it's, it's, just it's about, very simple. Yeah, it's yeah. just about these two characters and their relationship. And there's a lot, a lot to say, but I think if you just boil it down to a really sad movie about two nice people who have outgrown each other. Yeah. Um, or one has outgrown one and the other one hasn't. Uh, you kind of have it right there. I love, I think all the, there's so many little things in the details like Ryan Reynolds, I just called him Ryan Reynolds. What did you I totally did. That's weird. Ryan that would have been a, movie. a different movie. Like he smokes a lot in the movie, mm-hmm. and but he also like when he picks up his daughter, he's smoking, and he he turns his head to blow the smoke away. Like he there's like so there's like those little things that are so clearly, you know, just very real, and the details that I never doubt these two people. I guess mm-hmm. that I think is just extraordinary and not easy to do. And as much as this is kind of a very small movie, it is, I think, such an achievement. I agree. It's it's very, ugh, I hate the word nuanced, but it, mm. it, it's very, it, there's there's nothing in it that I, I didn't 
kind of like what you said, I didn't believe. I believed every aspect of it. And I really, and this is, this is very much how I always feel about Michelle Williams. I never feel like I'm watching Michelle Williams in a movie. Like she yeah. becomes these people for me. Yeah. And she picks these amazingly like sad oh, women yeah. and just, oh, the, the, the roles that she, see? no, I don't think I can. Oh God, no, no, you can't. No. I just, just recently, I mean, um, broke back, take this waltz, this, like she's fucking phenomenal. Yeah. What was the um, the other the one with the same director uh, the Pioneer movie? Oh, Meeks cut off. Meeks cut off. Yeah, I still haven't seen that either, and I really want to watch that. Yeah, I'm like totally in love with her. She's so freaking amazing. Good. She really is. Like, and I think it is kind of that lack of vanity. Yes, and there's something about her too that I mean, she's like a fairly private person, blah blah blah. But you you don't watch her thinking Michelle Williams, you watch her thinking her character because she's not one of those celebrities that um, takes on the same roles or is very out there as being a celebrity. Mm-hmm. So like she's, she's more, I think of her as an actor, whereas I would think of Tom Cruise as a celebrity. Yeah. So. Yep. I can, I can agree with that. Um, can I ask you a question? I don't think it's really spoilery, but I feel like I was never clear on okay. this and maybe I'm just not paying attention, okay. but are we ever, a hundred percent sure that um, that is Ryan Gosling's daughter. Oh, I don't think it is at all. I think we're hundred okay. percent sure that it's not. Because oh, so we, we're we're sure that it's not. I am. We have oh, a scene I, of her having sex with her boyfriend, and he he doesn't. Uh, he he does what? Uh, basically, she gets really pissed off at him. Oh fuck! I forgot about that. Yeah. Um, I don't know why suddenly I'm such a lady and I'm too ladylike. I know he comes inside of her, but he does. <laughs> And she's, like, um, upset about it. Like, is, like there's she, a... She goes, she pees, which is not going to depregnate you, girl. Um, oh, damn it. She's <laughs> in nursing it... school. She should, I, she should start jumping up and down then. That helps, right? <laughs> it does, yes. And curling up into a ball. No, that actually keeps it up there based on um, Big Lebowski. Anyway. Um, <laughs> yeah, but no, I think very blatantly she has sex with him. Uh, and that's you, when she breaks up with him. You know what? Now that you say that, oh, yeah. when she goes and she um, she's... I guess spoiler she like thinks about having an abortion like she goes to the clinic he says that she's 12 weeks along right and and I'm pretty sure she didn't know Ryan Gosling right and 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 when the nurse is asking all these questions to her which that's a whole other thing but when the nurse asks her like and you know is the baby's father supportive and she says no and it's very clear because Ryan, I mean, Ryan Gosling is right there in the waiting room. Like, and he's, he has yeah. already made it clear that he'll do whatever she wants. Holy mackerel. So it, yeah, I didn't totally realize it's job. totally clear in the opposite. Yeah. Yeah. What's, what is wrong I with 100% me? not. And like, again, that makes him like, it, it makes it so hard because he's like, such oh. a good guy. Like, here's a, a dude who, you know, took on full fatherly responsibilities to a kid who almost certainly isn't even his. But still, it's still not going to work. But they never use that as ammunition. No, no. And maybe that's what I expected. Maybe I just expected, like, if it was an issue or that for it to be brought up in, in these in these arguments but it's never they never bring her up they never no. use her as ammunition well, at all because and that's another reason that I think this movie works so well is that you like them so much because they're not bringing her into it. It oh would be gosh. very easy. And, you know, a lot of worse parents would do that, would say, well, I'm, but I'm getting the daughter or something. Mm-hmm. And they, they don't do that because, and they don't fight around her either. 
Like no. they'll have little tiffs here and there, but they do not do what they do to each other in front of their daughter. And it just, it's another reason to really like both of them because they're good <laughs> parents. They're both really good parents and good people. They're just not going to work together. Oh man. Oh, I know. I'm really glad I asked that because the second I asked it and you were like, no, he's definitely not. I was like, holy crap. I completely forgot about all this stuff. <laughs> That, that oh yeah, pretty that's much. why they had the scene where he comes inside her. I don't know. I this uh, yeah, this movie is very difficult. Yeah, and and I will say that I I put up, I think a mental wall mm-hmm. because it would have ripped me to pieces had I allowed it. Yeah, so this I, is a movie that you have to watch at certain points in your life. Yeah, I, I feel it's not a movie you watch if you're like, ooh, I'm, I'm a breakup movie. No, do not watch this movie. Yeah, no, don't watch this movie. Watch it when, like, you know, I don't know, it's you're happy and there's sunny days outside, and you're like, I don't know, I'm feeling too happy. I need to be depressed. I need to, I need to be brought down. Yeah, that's when you put it on. Um, the something about that reminded me too, the thing or the thing. Oh, the, the thing. Other thing. Mm-hmm. No, the things aren't coming back to me. Yeah, no. No, I lost the thing. Future room. I'm just going back to the future room. Future. That's all it is. The future room. Isn't life a future room, Christine? I think that's what this is trying to say. I as do I. Oh, I know what I was going to say. The rating of this movie. This movie was um, also had a some good PR in the end, um, because when this movie was originally submitted for a rating, the MPAA, those beacons of uh, class, gave it an X. Why? Uh, because uh, it shows a woman receiving oral pleasure. And, oh, oh, God forbid. And I didn't have that in a movie. Even though how many movies um, simulate blowjobs? Oh, gee, a lot of them. God um, forbid a woman receive any yeah. type of and it's, pleasure. <laughs> and I think, I mean, I don't know if it was for that scene or the scene, like their sex scene together, which is kind of brutal, but not like, I mean, but not. Um, no. And this was and Harvey Weinstein, who is probably Satan, but occasionally does good things, um, successfully protested and said um really no watch it again you're not giving my movie an x and they brought it down to an r thankfully because hmm. that was have you ever seen that documentary um this film is not yet rated yes yeah because that the great like the part that like really left I, le- I left with was when uh kimberly pierce is talking about boys don't cry and how the movie wouldn't like they wanted to cut some of Hil- uh not hillary swank the other one chloe sevigny's orgasm yeah I, I okay yeah yeah i remember that i remember yeah. that yeah, but that, like, it reminded me of that. It's like, you know, Ugh. fucking misogynist MPAA. It's what happens, man. It ain't, it's not proper. That's true. That's true. These, these ladies, let's keep them in their place. Right, gentlemen? That's right. That's right. Just take our clitorises out and feed them to the dogs. Oh, no. Don't do that. Don't do that, please. That no. For us or the dogs, actually. No. Yeah, that is, that's, I think that's animal cruelty. It might be. Ugh. So should we should we rate this um, amazing sadness <laughs> amalgamation? Yes, yes, indeed we shall. All right. All right, why don't you go first? I went first last time. <sighs> Quality of film, I would, I would give this an. Let's let's be real here. I'm gonna give it a nine. Yeah, I'm gonna go eight point seven five. Yeah, I I was gonna try to dial it back, but why? Why should I? It's you it's, it's have to. I shouldn't. No, no. Um, quality of life. <laughs> well, no, it, it, no, it, it's, um, I would, I would say 8.75. Yeah. I think I would probably say the same. It's mm. a movie that, um, it, this is my second time watching it. It was easier watching it this time just cause I knew what I was getting into. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it's not a fun, like, I doubt that I'll like be like one day, like, I'm just going to pop up new Valentine. 
But if it's at the same time, like I will watch it again, I think in the future. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. And it just, it, it does a lot. So yeah. 8.75. Yeah. Uh, I, I, I can't recommend it enough. Yeah. It's, it's really good people. And it's on instant watch. It is. And apparently uh, six bucks in Walmart and Blu-ray. Oh, really? Yes. Um, no, it's another one I can buy and just stare at and never watch. Just stare at it. I think uh, Zom put it on the Sylvan Gold page that they had. Yeah, six bucks in Walmart. Oh, awesome. Yeah. Um, mm. Speaking of Instant Watch. Yes. We're going to leave you with some picks. Um, you go first because I wrote mine down and I, I actually forgot it. Okay, now my pick. I'm so uh, sorry. Oh, I'll, I'll excuse that. Uh, I was watching a movie right before we started recording. Now, here's the thing. I haven't finished it. I have, like, 15 minutes left. So there, there's a chance that this movie is going to turn to shit, and I'll apologize. Oh <laughs> but if it doesn't... Oh, that's amazing. Um, it was a movie that I had never heard of. It's a horror movie. It's a reality show horror movie that I hadn't heard of, which is boggling to me, because I love me some reality show, game show horror movies. Uh, it's called My Little Eye. Mm-hmm. Um, I learned about it from um, the blog Fascination with Fear. Um, yes. Christine, she had a really good post about like winter horror and had a couple movies I'd never heard of. I had never heard of this one. It's from 2002. So it's sort of like right when reality shows were becoming a thing and you had kind of the, more of these movies, but I'd never heard of it. And um, it's about these five people who do a um, internet reality show thing where basically they have to stay in a house for six months and then they win a million dollars. But if one of them leaves, they lose. And at a certain point, Bradley Cooper shows up out of nowhere. What? Yeah. Yeah. What is it? Wait, what is this called again? My Little Eye. Ah, it's type, type, type. Great podcasting. Yeah, it's, it's surprising. It's not, it looks pretty cheaply made. Um, like it's very grainy. And it, so the, you like clearly they didn't have a lot of money behind it, but it's, it's good so far. It's actually really good. I'm enjoying it. It took a couple. Oh, of I've seen the cover movie. of it a bunch of times scrolling through. Yeah, Bradley Cooper out of nowhere, and he's blonde. I fucking love you, Bradley Cooper. <laughs> yeah. Oh, and he's—I don't know if he's naked. You see, well, he has sex in it, but I don't think he's naked. All right. But you know. Cool. Um, That's yeah, just just a different a horror movie I'd never heard of. Little low budget thing floating around on instant watch. Check it out. It has been added to my queue, what? my darling. Um, my recommendation, I forgot what it was because it's actually the second time I've watched it and I didn't talk about it in the, um, thingy. It's, um, it's Velvet Goldmine, which I I keep fucking talking about it and I'll keep talking about it until everybody in the world has seen it. That movie has the best cast ever. I just rewatched it again. So this will be my second time and I absolutely adore it. And this is the movie that I watched and I was like, holy shit, you and McGregor can act. Yeah. Like, I sometimes I forget because he does things that I'm like, okay. Mm-hmm. But he, ooh, oh, my God. Also, Christian Bale, mm-hmm. amazing. Amazing. Eddie Izzard, Eddie Izzard, amazing in it. Tony Collette, amazing in it. Music, amazing. Visuals, amazing. It's, the whole thing is amazing. And I actually, like, the second I finished watching it, I was like, I want to watch it again. <laughs> I just I just love it so it's much. It's loop. I didn't realize it was still on instant because I had watched it on instant. It's one of those, I don't know what it is about that movie, but it goes on and comes off a lot. I was going to say, did it pop on and off? It pops on and off all the time. Like it it went randomly randomly, back and forth. I don't know why. It's so weird. It randomly showed up in my like, Mm -hmm. hey, watch it again. And I was like, wait, where did you come from? I didn't think you were still on instant. So um, I cannot recommend that enough. Everybody needs to watch that. Um, I think Sylvan Gold also did an episode on it. Now that I think, did it. they? Yeah, they did a. Oh, yes, I do remember that. I do remember that. 
Yeah. I've started it. I have not, I, for whatever reason, every time I watch it, I'm not watching it. I'm like, oh, I'll just put this on while I do other things. I don't know why, because it's, it's not like I haven't seen it that I should sit and watch it. Um, like, I usually do that with movies I've already seen, but I haven't seen that one, and I don't know I was going to say, once you see it, you can totally do that, because sure. the music and the visuals are, are good to, like, kind of just, you know. Chill. I think I've won yeah. the Oscar for costume design, actually. Did it? Oh, I love that movie yeah. so much. I should just buy it. I don't know. I don't know what the or fuck it's on instant. You can just always queue it up. I know, but I'm sure it probably looks good on, like, a nice Blu-ray or something. Yeah, but if you have the instant in HD, if you have the internet connection... Yeah, that's just, you know, questionable. Did I tell you about my fast internet connection, by the way? Um, on the show or in real life? This, this could be my coffee talk rant of the episode. Okay. Um, like three months ago, my internet was really slow whenever I was on wireless. Mm-hmm. So I called them. They're like, oh, we'll upgrade you to turbo. I'm like, okay, great. They upgrade me to turbo. And like a week later, I'm like, wow, it's still really slow. And like in order to record a podcast, I would have to plug in directly because it was otherwise was too slow. Mm-hmm. And meanwhile, the, the port they gave me only had one port. So my Netflix was connected to wireless, to my wireless router, not my internet router. And so, and after a while, I'm like, this is ridiculous. Like, I'm paying extra money and it's not no faster. So I call and I explain and they're like, oh, did they ever change your modem? I'm like, no, they upgraded it, like, while I was on the phone. They're like, yeah, they're supposed to change your modem. That's why it's not fast. I'm like, so for two months, you were giving me turbo, but weren't. But they gave me a refund. So. Oh, well, that's good. It all ended happily in the end. No, I'm glad they did and not yeah. said, like, well, well you should have known crazy. that they needed to blah, blah, blah. That I'll tell you what. Well, you should. Is better now? It's better now. Yes. Oh, good. Yeah. And now I can plug in anyway without unplugging wireless and stuff. So that's good. Yay. But now, as a result, all my Netflix is in HD. Oh, my goodness. That's neat. Direct it connectly to my high speed wireless. Woo. Well, that's good. I wish I had that. I'm sorry. That's okay. Hey guys, we don't know what we're doing for next we show. We figured it out. I'm gonna be really good about it in this week's conference. <laughs> um, yeah. So we're gonna surprise you. With and surprise thing. each other. And surprise each other. Yeah. Um, should we just not tell each other? Well, we have to tell each other. I, I was gonna say. <laughs> that <laughs> I might know. I might know. Once we decide, we'll announce it on the Facebook group. Yay! Right? Because I, I I like to get the pre-talk going on. Yeah. Like, like what do you guys think about this? Because we're gonna watch it. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, we'll do that. Uh, so in the meantime, if you choose to contact us, the um, uh-huh. best place to do it is the Facebook group, of course. Uh huh. You should totally do that. Totally go to the Facebook group, guys. Totally. Uh, you can also tweet us at Feminine, Feminine Podcast. Podcast, right? You know. Yeah. Twitter's been, the Twitter's been um pretty active lately, so yeah, it's always a good thing. When sometimes it's, like, it's Emily to do it. Sometimes, if if it's cat related, it's probably me. Mm-hmm. Um. And, oh, and our episode of the Debatable Podcast, which we guested on a few weeks back, uh, that will, I believe, be released, um, I think Greg said Monday, which will be tomorrow, which will be by the time this is edited. So, therefore, so right, a second. right now, go to um, the iTunes store, or your podcast app, wherever it is you go to the Debatable Podcast, mm-hmm. uh, and you're going to find an episode where we talk about Neil Butte and how yeah. he's an asshole. Uh-huh. As I've mentioned before, where Emily talks about it, I make grunting noises and then get really excited about Scott Pilgrim. That's, yes. Which, that which is, I try to avoid talking about because I don't like it. That's my pick for next week. You cunt. <laughs> Tree music loving. Scott Pilgrim is my pick. No, you're kidding, right? Um, I think so. Because if you're not, then I'm going to have to think about the most painful thing I can do. No, 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 no. Let's not do this to each other yet. We love each other, remember? 
Yeah, no, we have to okay. really anger each other. To Let's be nice. Or, like, you have to lose a bet. Ooh, we should do a bet show. Yeah, we're going to do a bet show somehow. I don't know how. We could yeah. We could do an uh, – are you going to do an Oscar pool? Because we can do an Oscar pool, and then whoever wins the Oscar pool has to gets to program the show. You should. We should have figured this out way in advance Probably so I could have done some air, research. But yeah, okay. So I could have done some research because I would just be flying blind right now. We could just pick one category. We could pick, like, best documentary short. <gasps> Let's do that. Let's, let's do it. We got this. I got this. Okay. She's so excited. We're going to pick one of those categories that there is no way any human will be able to predict, like best animated short film or best documentary Ooh. short. Okay. Can I, is there a place to watch those? Yeah, probably. Like, other than the, uh, other than the like animated theater? short, I just, because I walked by the um, IFC theater today and they were showing them there. So, but they also do a lot like on demand, I think they always do it. I don't know if they're doing it this year or not. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, there's probably places you can watch it. Okay. Let's do it. Which one? Which category? Best documentary short? I don't know. I guess. <laughs> okay. So I am Christine and I are both going to pick two films that we want to watch. And depending <laughs> on whoever gets best documentary. Wait, are they supposed to be, are we supposed to be picking films that are going to make the other one want to explode? Is that what we're doing? It, it doesn't have to be. It could just be movies oh. that we really want to cover. Okay. Because I don't want to pick like mean spirited movies, like movies I know you hate or something. Mm. I mean, I like, want to do that. Too. Pick Scott Pilgrim and Sucker Punch or something. I've like, seen Sucker Punch. I want to. I like it. I don't know. I know. I for all I know, I like it. I need to rewatch it. <laughs> <laughs> all right. All right. Figure out the specifics, but just oh know, people, that it, the Oscars will determine it. Holy mackerel! <laughs> this is developing live <laughs> on air. Going. <laughs> all right, folks. So find us in all those places. Come to Facebook and have a happy President's Day, one and all. <laughs> Celebrate it, which my job doesn't, so therefore I don't. Yeah. Yeah. Friggin' old men. I mean, like the old presidents, not. Just old men in general. (laughs) Old people, you know? Unless they're in young Blue Valentine. And then they're okay. Okay. And they'll get said. Okay, so we'll talk to you folks soon. Bye. Bye. Harry. Huh? Do you want to stand there? Okay. I'm standing here. Now what? Just come at me. Okay. Hey, you! It's the little things you do together, do together, do together, that make perfect relationships. The hobbies you pursue together, savings you accrue together, looks you misconstrue together, that make marriage a joy. I could have blocked that. No, that can't be blocked. You want to do it again? Okay. I'll come at you again. Okay. It's the little things you share together, swear together, wear together, that make perfect relationships. The concerts you enjoy together, neighbors you annoy together, children you destroy together, that keep marriage intact. It's not so hard to be married when two maneuver as one. It's not so hard to be married, and Jesus Christ, is it fun? It's sharing little winks together, drinks together, cakes together, that make marriage a joy. The bargains that you shop together, cigarettes you stop together, clothing that you swap together, that make perfect relationships. Uh Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Hey! Oh, 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 oh.
on and the decade ahead that allows you to get through the worst. It's I do and you don't and nobody said that and who brought the subject up first? It's a little Together. That make perfect relationships. Aha! 